Hello. Hello. Oh, I can hear you guys now. Are you excited to talk about a great game? The second best Final Fantasy, some might say. Oh, boy. Yay. Oh, look at that beautiful team of people. All right, well, I'm going to... Uh, I guess ready to go? Want to just jump in? Yeah, I'm recording. Four. Three. Two. One. Hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. I am Rob, and with me is... Shelby! Left! And Seiji. That's right. All four hosts are back this episode. No special intro for Lef at the beginning because he's still a host. You, you can come <laughs> once every five years and you're still a main part of the show, in my opinion. And Thanks, no problem, buddy. I have a few uh, community comments to read uh, about about you for you, Lef. Oh, jeez. This one is from Let's Ride Bikes. Tell Lef if he doesn't keep doing episodes every now and then, I won't play Warhammer 2 with him when he finally gets around to buying it. <laughs> So we, we have a threat there. Okay, that's good. Uh, we have something from, from D13. I missed Left and can't wait to hear the crew together again, assuming nobody else will be missing. So there you go, Deej. Just a dream come true for you. Thanks, Deej. Yeah, from Latin legend. Every day I put out a new X on my stone wall, counting the days I get to hear your voice again, <laughs> Left. We missed the great audio between you and Rob. Shout out to the rest of the crew. <laughs> and then uh, thank Julian Vega. Don't be like P2 and leave my beautiful ears drums. Hey, happy B. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> he said he knows I can make this funny in the show. Did not succeed on that. My bad. Uh, this one is from Tony. Out of all the BB crews left, uh, interest in games matches my own the most. I've honestly missed having on the show. So that's heartfelt. It is. Uh, and then this is from T P2. Tell Lef I miss him every day, and I still haven't washed the sweater I had on when I met him, <laughs> so I won't lose it. It's left smell. So there you go. There's a few, a few comments. <laughs> well, all right. out with the old and in with the new is what I always say. So forget about Lef because we have a guest this week, and we're, and and uh, introduce yourself, guest. Uh, hello, uh, my name's Oswald. Oswald, you you might know him from the hit. Uh, show nope, nope. Uh, just got rid of the octopus. <laughs> there you go. Just a friend of mine. So I have two hard-hitting questions for you today, Oswald. Who are you, and who do you think you are? Um. Well, I'm Matthew, but I think I'm Oswald. <laughs> I thought it was the other way around. I don't know. <laughs> Oswald has used a different name for so long that I don't think anybody in your real life knows your real name. Very few people. Very few. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Oswald is, is, has listened to us for a long time. He's a friend, and he likes video games, so why not join us? Wouldn't be the first rando friend we've had. I mean, see Jordan in episode uh, blah, 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 Valentine's Day episode one. Jordan, Jordan was just a, just a friend who stole the hearts of so many. <laughs> Their deadpan delivery. Uh, right, so that was it for hard any questions. I don't, I don't have You're anything. Not ask his favorite color. I didn't ask uh, Basca his favorite oh. color. I just assumed his favorite color was salmon, 
It's not bad. Oh. <laughs> but it's the only color or fish color I know that I could uh, off the top of my head. So bass doesn't really have a color, but salmon does. Close enough. All right. All right, Oswald, what's your favorite color? Uh, my favorite color changes a lot. I already answered uh, it wrong. But I think it's mauve. He thinks it's mauve. I had maroon written down. That's pretty close. <laughs> hey, you guys. What's that, Seiji? He's dodging the question. Oh, oh yes. Oh, Do- <laughs> Oswald is also a friend of ours who we play adult recreational dodgeball with. And he's pretty good. He's lithe. He's like, he's like, a, he's like water. Like uh, a noodle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is great. Which sadly enough, we're not even doing a dodgeball episode this week. Have you ever played dodgeball or or super dodgeball uh, or one of those dodgeball steam games? I've played the one for the NES a whole lot with my brother. I absolutely love it. And nice. I've played roller derby, disco, dodgeball a bit. How is it? Uh, it's actually pretty good, and I find it surprisingly accurate. Sort oh, of nice. how dodgeball is, which is kind of strange. It's a lot of drama and people arguing with each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to cut that out. Why? It's a joke. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Anyways, and, uh, a fun piece of trivia was that yeah. it was actually Oswald's older brother who won the Carol Blaster giveaway for oh, going. Oh my through. goodness! You're so right. It's kind of fun how everything comes full circle. Damn, that's a good point. Did he play it? Uh, yeah, he played it. Really enjoyed it. It's awesome. Excellent. I forgot all about that. Was like two years ago. It's amazing. That was, that, yeah, that was the hundred episode. Was it really? I think like, so. Almost two years ago, then. Yeah, that was the BB one hundred sweepstakes extravaganza <laughs> giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to do the math in my head. So BB one hundred wasn't last year, right? No. 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 Is November twenty sixteen. Okay, so it's in two years. Jeez. We gotta update that list, man. I have a lot of my games have my list would have changed a lot in that last oh, year. Oh, big times! We, <laughs> yeah. we need to, to come back to that at some point. Uh, right. So, what else is going on? Um, I know left. You'll probably have a lot of of catching up to do with some games. What have you been playing the last what six months? Uh, a lot of the same stuff I always play. Um, Total War. Yeah, you gotta play that Total War. So, you yeah. playing the new one? Is it out yet? Which one? Like Warhammer the, Two? The um. The, the Three Kingdoms. No, no, Three Kingdoms isn't out yet. Um, oh, okay. Three Kingdoms is. They're just they're just actually teasing a lot of stuff for Three Kingdoms this this week. So we got uh, we got to see some of the new generals. Well, not new, but we know who they are if you play Dynasty Warriors. Um, so it's cool. I'm excited for it, but we'll see what it what it does. I'm really excited to see what happens because Warhammer is so different because there's like magic and monsters, and then we got to go back to this historical based game. It's going to be interesting. Be rough, man. I, I wish you the best of luck in the world. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> uh that's cool uh, anything else you play you play uh a PUBG or halo or fortnite <laughs> no i try to get people try to convince me to play fortnite with them they're like it's free and cross-platform and i'm like neither of those things are going to make me play either of those games i tried uh, so it's okay which one fortnite yeah i like the art style more to fortnite than PUBG. Yeah. So if I had to play one, I'd probably go with that one. But I, I still don't think I would ever touch one of those games. Not much of an interest. Um, I got Vermintide 2, yeah. which I just want to say is absolutely amazing. Um, if you played the first one, this is just 
so much, so much better. They have like actual like leveling up systems oh, cool. and talent trees and different career paths for the heroes. It's really, really cool. Um, I haven't played it a whole lot yet. I actually played more last night than I have so far, but um, really liking it. Really cool game. Will it vermin tide you over until the next Total War game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, pro- probably, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so great, Rob. Good, good singer. Oh, uh, that's cool. Uh, Oswald. What games have you been playing lately besides today's episode? Um, lately, I've been playing a whole lot of World of Warcraft. Oh, wow. Getting ready for the new expansion. Oh, man. Next you month. need to add me. I'm, I was just about to, I almost set up my subscription last night, but then played <laughs> Rumentide instead. So, Rumentide so, is great. It's so good. Wow. World of Warcraft. And you said the new expansion's out like next month? Yeah. Uh, I think early Damn. August. Yeah. I'm behind uh, on my wow. I, I love that game, though. It's a very special game. Uh, have you been continuously playing it forever? Uh, I usually subscribe for like a couple months a year, just when mm-hmm. that urge comes back. World of Warcraft is yeah. addiction. Yeah, we we have the, a similar thing then going on as well because it's like that's how I do it too. Like I'll play for three months a year yeah. and then I'll stop and then you know I'll get back to it. Just enough it's like time to like yeah. catch up on what you've missed. Yeah, it's awesome. I I, I miss WoW here and there, but I just I doubt I could commit the time. Hey. To it. I actually had a message from uh, Let's Ride Bikes, and he's probably going to start playing when the new expansion drops. So, nice. Oh, yeah. He said he wants to, to yeah. go back to it. The new expansion, or does he want to play the, the, the vanilla one? I'm pretty sure he wants to play like uh, their weird old WoW. He was, telling, he was asking me about the expansion stuff. So, What's the difference? What's this new expansion all about? What's it have? What's, what's its features? Uh, new uh, allied races. So there's a whole oh, really? bunch of new races being added. That you can play? Um, yeah. And uh, you have to unlock them, though, so it's not just something that is available. You need oh. to do quest lines to unlock them. That's kind of neat. Um, so, yeah. And I think each faction gets three right now. What are the races? Uh, they're just kind of like tweaks of what already exists. So there's like a different oh. type of tauren. Um, oh, neat. A, uh, what's the other one? A different type of elf that joins the horde, the Nightfallen elf. Kind of D&D style, like, uh, like um, sub-races. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Huh. And then, yeah, some... And then the and then new type of troll, and then the alliance gets a new type of human, and a new type hmm. of dwarf, and a new type of draenei, and another oh. new type of elf, I think. Damn. Yeah. That's cool. That is interesting. Um Huh. What's uh, what? What kind of land is expanding? What what, what are we getting? Uh, we're getting Cold Tiras and uh, Zandalari Islands or whatever it's called. Nice. So, I do miss WoW a little bit. Yeah. But I can't. I don't know if I can ever. Every time I go back, it's 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 just a um, avoid. I do nothing else in that time. <laughs> all motivation, all progression in my career, and uh, other games just get flushed away. It, it's far but easier game, to play fun. casually, though. Now it's far. It's easier probably to play easier casually. for for a normal person to play casually, but an obsessive person has a harder time. Just, just play normally. Just beat it. It's just, that easy, you know. Just play normally. I don't think I could. <laughs> I do. I do this, though. You've really you've dredged up some some uh, emotions in, in my my chest. I miss well hearing about that. Like fuck, I kind of want to play now. No, that's a bad idea. That's not a good <laughs> idea. Um. So I got a couple of new games on my desk. I got some different stuff here. I have, I haven't started playing this this game here until I get Octopath Traveler Monday, but I've been playing um, Shining Resonance Refrain for the Switch, which is a Sega game, a, a a port of one that came out for the PS3. The back says, "Liberate the Dragon Soul." 
that resides within you. Defy the tyranny of the Empire and stop them from exploiting the power of the ancient dragons, including the soul of the one you possess. With the help of your friends, realize your destiny, save Astoria, and unleash the strength you always had locked away. And uh, it says, fight monsters in dynamic real-time combat. You like that? Laugh? You like action combat? Yeah, most of the time. There you go. Decimate your foes as a shining dragon, but use caution and pull back before you lose control. Shelby, you know about losing control and being violent. (laughs) This kind of appeals to you. (laughs) Grow your relationships with your teammates during events and dates. Seiji, you love teammates, events, and dates. So (laughs) I think that applies to you. And and Oswald specifically, create music with the band system to enhance your powers. You're you're a musical inclined person. so. So I think this game has something pretty much for everyone. Uh, oh, you? Well, there's a, there's a lady on the cover wearing oh. dark armor. Oh, that's for you, is it? Yeah, that's for me. She looks okay. evil. She looks bad. She so, looks like yeah. too, so, No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. That's for Jordan, then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Tales of Fantasia for the Game Boy Advance. I got a box copy of that, fella. Um, yeah, that'd be that game's classic. It's great. I also got Heroes of Mana for the DS, which is a uh, tactical RPG in the world of the mana games. You know, I've been wanting this game for a while, and I never see it pop up anywhere. I don't think it's, like, super rare. I just never see it anywhere. DS? But, yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. It is cool. I'm curious. Me too. I should play it sometime. And then lastly, this is a weird pickup I got from, from Walmart the other day. As a, and it's, 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 called, it's from THQ Nordic. It was twenty dollars. It's called Rad Rogers. Jump, run, and gun your your way through this '90s era inspired platformer and its seven dangerous stages of action-packed, humor-filled, hardcore platforming fun. And it has a cute little art style. looks looks neat. What's it for? Uh, this one's for PS4. Ooh. I figure I, I checked there how long to beat. It said three to four hours. Like that's right up my alley. So I, I grabbed it. And unrelated to those, I also got uh, Dragon Ball Super Volume 4 for the DVD. Um, it's Dragon Ball, so, you know, it's the best ever. This is this covers some of the the um, evil dark Goku arc, the, the Goku Black and, and Future Trunks return. You just can't say that. Yeah, you can. So the, Goku the Black? That's his name. I don't know, man. It's not, it's not, <laughs> not Black Goku, it's Goku Black. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the character the official name is Goku Black <laughs> you can't you can't say that why's it gotta be black <laughs> because he's wearing all black clothing and he's he, I guess because he's a bad he's bad he's, ooh, he's evil did they give him like big Mr. Popo lips <laughs> oh my god no <laughs> hey, they, they did it not me they did Goku Black officially is just a regular Goku but evil and, I'm, uh, and it's more I'm picturing kind of like in the third uh, Spider-Man movie in the Sam Raimi yes. movie, like that. Yeah, like that. Except it's not actually Goku. But I mean, it is technically spoilers. Yeah. I don't like want to emo, emo Goku. Yeah, yeah like he flicks one bang like, down, dancing and like hitting on people. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds about that sounds about right. Um, yeah. So hey, Oswald, I think you're pretty cool. You watch Dragon Ball Super, right? Uh, yep. You're fucking so cool. Man, you're way cooler than the rest of my friends, hosts, and the show who don't watch any Dragon Ball Super. Well, Shelby watched two movies, so 
She's at least. I've watched those two movies as well. All right. Left and Shelby are mid tier. Seiji, I'm afraid <laughs> you have not progressed until you hey, watch Dragon Ball. I watched like two episodes. That's not terrible, but you should really be watched. The first two, two, first two arcs are not great by a regular the, person standard. The, so you the just two movies, them. basically? The, the recreations of the movies aren't that strong. Yeah. It, it gets see, way better after. Which, which is why I haven't even bothered watching it yet because just I don't want to have to sit through that. But oh, I can't. I can't. I literally cannot physically do that to myself for some you could, reason. You could read the manga that covers those two arcs and then no. skip. I'm reading a manga right now, and I think it's the last one I'll ever read. I oh, don't really? like it that much. What I like. It? I like what the, I'm reading. Claymore. Oh, Megan um, loves that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love the story and what's going on in it, but I don't like reading manga. It's weird because oh, I get confused when I'm reading it. Wow, I it's hard to follow the panels and <laughs> the action. The action sequences are basically nonsense to me because i can't tell who's attacking who and what's happening i have to wait until i can read some dialogue to determine what happened to make this more relevant to us uh there is claymore gingen no majo which is claymore the witch of the silver eyes it was re uh, released by digital works entertainment uh in 2009 it's a nintendo ds game and the player controls Claire in a similar fashion to the side-scrolling Castlevania Metroid games. That's cool. That is pretty cool, actually. Japanese only, though. Yeah. So, so there is a game um, based off of Claymore as well. It's a shame you don't like it. You should try watching the anime, then. Yeah, I think I might once I finish I can't it. believe you can't read. You're another person. You know, I, I have a friend, a real-life friend, who oh, can't read regular know. comic books because they, they just have a hard time reading comics. They're too confusing. Yeah. They don't know which way to read them. I'm reading comics as a five. If a five-year-old could read comics, then a, and a thirty-five-year-old could read comics. Well, like I, you, you can read them. It's just, yeah. it feels, it feels forced. I don't know. I'm not a big fan. I'm just not a big fan of the medium. You're, of you're crazy. Comics. I'm not crazy. a fan of medium of comics. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand how that can be almost an insult to you. I don't mean it in that way. And I, I think I think the illustrations are great, and I think it's a great thing to have. I'm, I'm happy that it exists, but it's just it's not for me. Speaking of comics, uh, did you all see the latest Ant-Man and the Wasp movie? Yep. I know you, Shelby did. Did you see it, Oswald? Yep. Nice. How about you, Seiji? I haven't, no. Is it good? Damn it, Seiji. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> Uh, I loved it. I just wanted I wanted to say that I really liked it. It was it was happy and fun. It was full of shenanigans, some nonsense since these. One question. So this is the first yeah. movie after like the big event in the Avengers movie, right? Yes. Is it a, is it a somewhat acknowledged in there? Yes. Oh, it's not. It doesn't happen after. It happens like right before. It's not entirely true though. But it ends. There's a scene. That, yeah. 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 It, sorry, the movie the movie literally takes place after, as in it comes out after. The mm. events of the movie take place before, possibly slightly during, and then at least a little bit while or after. I guess. So, so now that you guys have watched both of those mo movies, should people watch this one before the Avengers? Nah, no, it, it's self-contained. You can watch this one, not watch the last scene, and you would wouldn't have to care at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, whether that's a a bonus or not, some people prefer like like the winding down after a really heavy movie. Some people want more. I don't know. I liked it. I just. I like the characters. I like Paul Rudd. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just a fun. It was a fun time. Good romp. I, I was thinking, like, how is it possible that in the next, like, few Marvel movies, they're not going to acknowledge that big thing that happened, right? 
No, you'd have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, spoiler alert. But you yeah. know, half. Oh my god, he said it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to beat that out now. <laughs> yeah, I will. But it's not like it's a minor thing. Like, like if everybody would potentially know a bunch of people that just got wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they did get. Maybe they, they kind of did. They kind of yeah. did. Yeah. They're all chilling in like the Soul Gem. They're going by comics. They're just chilling in there. That could be pretty cool. Thanos, by the way, everybody loves Thanos. Oh, Thanos is so cool. He's a great villain. He's he's fine, but his 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 decision is dumb. It doesn't even solve the problem. He's just gonna have to wipe everybody out again in like a decade. He's mm-hmm. he's creating gaps. People are gonna fill those gaps. It's gonna get. It's gonna be a boom in, in population. It's he's he's really and it's a dumb plan. You have the power of reality. Fix solution. everything. What do you say? I said it's like pre- a band-aid solution. Yeah, it's not even it's dumb. He should know better. Oh, yeah, I know. He's, but... has access to everything, can do anything, and instead does the dumbest thing. Oh, this is my plan. So stupid. I you have the power just create more food. Make the universe bigger and have infinite resources. There you go. Problem solved. Your planet's not fucked anymore. Dumb. So dumb. Still like them. Thought he was a fun villain. Everything else about it is great. I just think that this solution is stupid. Thanos was wrong. Um, what do you guys think about Thanos, Oswald? Uh, I like Thanos. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was cool. Did you like him in Deadpool? I don't remember him in Deadpool. He was Cable. No. Same, same actor. Yeah, you know he was just chilling this. It's the, people like to see Thanos everywhere. Apparently, Thanos is at the end at the end of Ant Man. If you look at the right way during uh, the very ending scene, but I don't buy it. I'm not, I'm not buying that. I'm not like, buying like his face in the clouds. Like that doesn't make yeah. any sense. Like he wouldn't no. be there. Why like, he know or care? It is, it's yeah. People were like, I saw, I saw Thanos' face in there. He's laughing. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. By the way, Seiji, we should congratulate you for you. You you finally got something. It took about a year and a half. But you achieved, you bought a device oh, yes. that you wanted, and now you have it. Yes. Someone mentioned that there were NES uh, going around in, in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And then I checked, and there were. But uh, at the moment, I, I hesitated for a little bit, and I went to Best Buy, and they just uh, sold out their last one. So on the following week, which was Thursday, yeah, uh, again, there were another batch of NES uh, Classic going around. I actually got to reserve one, and I got it. And you know what? It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I really enjoy the, both the the classic systems. And now that I think about it, it's a really good deal. It is. Mm-hmm. I, I saw I saw um, a pile of them at a Best Buy the other day, actually. Oh, good. Like a, a whole, whole bunch. Pile. Yeah. Oh boy. So get your get your NES Classic if you don't have one already. Okay. You, other people in the show. Uh, yeah. No, I love the classic, and you know, add a little bit of. Uh, open source juice to it and you your classics even better yeah yeah i am a, i am a fan i played i played you can play lots of games on it it's great great i love those little machines do you have one of those oswald uh no but if you saw one. one at the one in town i might go pick one up yeah i did i saw it there yesterday so you have a chance you might have a chance so there, there we go look at that look at look at that oswald mm. we'll we'll give you a bb update if we find out if he gets one Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and Shelby, have you played anything or have any gaming crap you want to talk about or movies? We wa- we didn't watch a horror movie in a while, so. No. Um, but I did beat 
um, Detroit Become Human. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what would your damage be if it was just you? If it was just me? Yeah. Well, you, you and I can damage it right now. We played it. Um, I'm going to say quarter damage. Yeah, me too. But I still really love the game. I also very much enjoyed the game. Yeah, uh, some weird Android-y gore scenes that happen in it that uh, I did ask uh, our little Discord. I was like, hey, guys, those people who have played this game, <laughs> is there anything weird I should be looking out for? You know, any scenes where I should, like, close my eyes so I don't have to look at bad things happening? Yeah. And uh, everyone's like, no, no, you're good for a while. And then it's like, bam, Android Graveyard. I'm like, what? Yeah, I forgot all about that scene. Dismembered androids and the hallway of hands and it's because your fear is so specific that i think regular people just probably don't think about it probably like i forgot about all that stuff because it didn't really resonate with me but yeah. uh that must have been rough for you there was one part where i had to like i was mashing a button and i had my eyes closed and every once in a while i would like check see where i was i'm like all right almost there and then i close my eyes again and keep mashing the button <laughs> did you cry while playing it? nope not even emotionally from the touching scenes uh, I, I mean, some stuff was sad, but I wasn't yeah. like, oh my god. Okay. Cry. Well, some people have bigger the hearts music than is others. So good. It was good. Wasn't uh, there's was a tidbit somewhere that someone I read somewhere ah, someone from a, one of the composers worked on something like I am a hero. Cap- that's what I told you. Was it you? Okay, it was you then. Yeah. Good. Well, when we watched I Am a Hero. Uh, the guy who did the music for Connor did the music for that movie. Ah, that's that's who told me. Sweet. Yeah. And you. the two other composers, because like each there's it follows like three characters, and each character has their own uh, like music done by a different composer. Hmm. And the two other ones are a bit more like well known, but the guy who did this stuff for Connor is he's only worked well, I say on a few projects, but I think he's more of like a creative dude and kind of only does what he wants kind of thing versus like somebody who's looking for work all the time maybe we can get him to do some music for a bonus bro <laughs> maybe <laughs> uh, yeah all right yeah hey left did you want to do one of your classic movie uh into a game things uh I, we could i need a movie though give me a few minutes if you want to ramble right. hey i've been playing oracle of ages for the first time after we did our link's awakening episode it's way harder than link's awakening to me in terms of, I found the boss is a bit more challenging and also kind of harder to find out where to go. It required some some sort of extra exploration. I used to guide a couple times more than I did at this point. Uh, I'm about, my cats are going crazy. I'm about a third dungeon, fourth dungeon. And I, I stopped for now because I'm going to play Octopath Traveler. But yeah, it was pretty cool. I'll, I'll go back to it, I think. It's just, it's it's different. The music is good, except... The town music is fucking awful. It's like ear shattering. I hate it. If you could add it to this portion, Seiji, by all means, let people hear it. It's like the, I think the town's called Lina. Uh, it's just Whoa, no, not a fan. So whenever I get to that town, I'm like turning music down a little bit. Like this place sucks. But the, there's two. They use the same overworld as Link's Awakening in the current, in the present time. And when you go in the past, they have like a different version of the overworld theme. It's pretty cool. And uh, other other town areas and stuff are fine, but yeah, the, the main hub area it sucks when the music is grating. Not not a fan, but yeah, overall the game's pretty good. I've also been playing a really good game. Are you playing Ace Attorney Six? No, not yet. I'm 
Okay. Still playing the, uh, the spin-offs on the... It would be called Ace Attorney Investigations 2, I guess, if uh, translated, but didn't. It's it really fan. good. This is the one that got uh, fan translated, and it's so yeah. good. Because the first one, the, the first spin-off is not really that good. Um, mm. Didn't love it. And so I was really hesitant to play this, but I, I really wanted to, you know, go, uh, go in order. So I play, I'm playing it, and it's so good. And you know what? I, th I think the director, well, Shu Takumi, he directed the first four. And then the Ace Attorney Investigations one is directed by a, by a new guy. He directed this one, too. Yeah. And then my guess is that he did such a good job with the, with the sequel that didn't got a release here that they gave him the the whole series. And, and I think he directed Dual Destinies, and now he's the guy in charge of, of the series. Okay. And, he's, and he's very, very good. I, I was thinking about this. They introduce new characters, right? And you know how in, in, in the Ace Attorney series they, they say like objection and hold it and this, this kind of yeah. thing. So there are new characters that say stuff. So the guys who translated the game, I I guess, they also had to do some uh, voice acting in the game. <laughs> and so oh, far. Oh, cool. So like fan, yeah. fan translated voice. Oh, that's sweet. You, yeah, must like, you must like this game a lot, Shelby. Sagey seems to like it. You probably are. Pretty big fan of it. Oh, but... you know I haven't played it, and you're just trying what? to be a dick bag. Shelby, you're a <laughs> massive Phoenix Wright fan. Surely you've played every I game that you possibly. I didn't want to play it because I didn't. I wanted to buy it. I wanted to spend my money on it. So that could you import the copy over. of it? Maybe. Can you import it and then play the, the translation and really experience that game that's not coming over here? Uh, stop trying to crush my hopes and dreams. Okay? <laughs> I wish it would, but yeah, doesn't seem like it. One thing that is really cool about this game is that they introduce a new character, which is a judge. Judge, uh, uh, oh, they really? they named her uh, Courtney. Is a female judge. <laughs> judge Courtney. Oh, Judge Judy would be better. And in judge well, Judy. <laughs> dur during the series, they introduce like new types of interjections. I guess you can call them. Like there's objections. Hold it. Hold it. And um, take that right in the take that. in the normal series, and then very um, official legal terms. And yes. then there's there's gotcha. Gotcha. In the fourth one, and then in the the first Ace Attorney Investigations, they introduce, I believe, is not so fast. Not so fast. Oh, not they also so have uh, Eureka. Eureka. Oh, and Eureka. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that was this, that was fun. And in this one, because uh, uh, this character is a judge, they introduce Overruled. Overruled. Oh. I'm gonna add the sound effect for that because it's, I, I think they did a, a really good job. Every time mm. uh, Judge Courtney says Overruled, Judge he, Courtney. yeah, yeah, she, the way. It's pronounced. It's pretty cool. I can't the, wait to hear it. Yeah, that's it. Pretty cool. Cool. It it might Left. be it might be my second mm, most favorite. Yeah, most favorite. Yeah. What's pretty your first? Cool. I think it's three. It's really oh, uh, it's wow. not an original uh, thought, but it, three is really the most um, maybe it hasn't the best cases, but overall is the the one that that keeps up like the quality of all the cases. You know, the highest. Yeah. Damn. Anyway, it's high praise. I'll have to. That's the next one on my docket. Oh man, play. you're up for a treat. Third one. It's trials and tribulations. Great. Yeah. No, Francisco. Though. Oh, beautiful well. thing. Well, I'm not gonna say anything, but I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna say, uh, not so fast. Not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Left, you gotta move with the prime plot. I do. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. When a reporter is assigned to decipher a newspaper magnate's dying words, mm -hmm. his investigation gradually reveals the fascinating portrait of a complex man who rose from obscurity to staggering heights. 
Through his friends and his mistress, she, they shed fragments of light on his life, and the reporter fears he may never penetrate the mystery of the elusive man's final word. Ooh. So, Oswald, do you want to help make a game with me out of this right now? I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> this, is, this is a, uh, a hidden object investigation game, that, uh, so an adventure game that has you uh, basically investigating... Uh, places where this man lived and frequented and people that he knew and you have to interview them and answer questions and it's kind of like a puzzle so you get keywords that you plug in that will unlock new information and as you unlock that information you unlock new areas and in those areas you find out more and it starts doing flashbacks in the past and then you're you're kind of developing uh, the story and it's probably an indie game and people really love it there you, you, go. Just, you discover his life. It's called Life Discovery Through the Eyes of the <laughs> Reporter Who Sees the Past. Oh, <laughs> it's boy. the Japanese literal translation. <laughs> we'll just call it Life Past over here. <laughs> well, I don't know what the I, I don't know well, what the well, fuck that movie was. Like Japanese game, it would have a bunch of like crazy other words added to it. Yeah, super. Yeah. Resonance. Oh. Shining. <laughs> Shining life past resonance refrain. X, X, total, total power. I want to say jaundice so badly, but jaundice. Why jaundice? I don't know. Jaundice was coming out of my mouth. Whoa, that would be bad. Um, Sorry, Oswald, I didn't let you jump in there, but you seemed, you seemed, you're hesitating. So I'm like, I'm going to go for it because I had an idea. It's okay, Rob. It's okay, Rob. Well, let's just. Oh, before we move on the topic, what was the what was the movie? So that was Citizen Kane, which oh, is never seen it. widely believed to be one of the greatest movies of all time. So you just made the greatest video game of all time by nailed it. Game, right? So thanks everybody. I'll, yeah, no problem. That was easy, and people will love it. You know, it'll be the Citizen Kane of video games. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Up next, not the Citizen Kane of video games. No, it is. <laughs> great, great holiday. Great <laughs> um, so this this time, we I mean, hauling left out of his self-imposed exile is a difficult task. But oh, when you lure him with a meat of Final Fantasy VI, the bear comes lumbering out of his his cave, and then and then comes like a like a scavenger who's like really hungry. That's Oswald in this scenario. He's like he just jumps out of the woods and he's going for that meat, and we're already we're like at a campfire cooking that meat. And then these two sides are like, hey, man, can I have some of that FF6 meat? And we're like, sure, we'll share the meat with everybody. That's cool. We don't need to hog the meat. Uh, so here we are, all sharing the meat amongst each other. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> analogy. <laughs> Final Fantasy VI, developed by Square prior to it becoming Square Enix, released in Japan April 2nd, 1994, uh, for PlayStation 1, uh, which I put down because that's the one I played at first, <laughs> March 11th, 1999. Produced by 
Hironobu Sakaguchi, and its platforms include <laughs> SNES, PS, Game Boy Advance, Android, and iOS, uh, Windows, which I think is also Steam. There you go. Is it on Steam? I think so, but I'm not positive. The new, like the new, new. The gross-looking one. Oh. Shitty-ass sprites. Right, right. Um, so, Final Fantasy VI, do you remember Seiji, my Game Boy-powered robotic friend? What uh, position did FS6 come on the BB Top 100? Mm-hmm. Give me one minute. Well, he's calculating. It's very old tech being run by a Game Boy. <laughs> if you were to open up Game his back, Seiji's back, because he's a robot, of course, there's actually a Game Boy in there, and that's part of his his makeup. So sometimes it takes a little bit longer to calculate these. Uh, I'll start with something real quick. A good question to to ask. I hear from like professional real podcasts. Sometimes they'll ask their guests uh, or co-hosts, "Is this your first time playing this game?" So while Sagey's calculating, I'll ask. We already know Left and I played this before. So let's start with our guest Oswald. Is this your first time playing Final Fantasy VI? And what platform did you play it on? Uh, it's not my first time playing it. Uh, I played it on like the Super Nintendo. Nice. The class, like a regular, like a real Super Nintendo, or do you play it in the mini, or, uh, or you know, no. I understand. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's awesome. And Shelby, was this your first time, and what did you play it on? Uh, it is my first time playing Final Fantasy VI, mm-hmm. and uh, I played it on a thing that I sh- probably shouldn't have. Yeah. But it's not like Final Fantasy needs the money, so. <laughs> I mean, I let you a physical yeah. copy, but my Game Boy cord wasn't working. So yeah, it's not your well, fault. you're ready to play it. I yeah, I start. I had started playing it, and I actually made uh, quite a bit of uh, headway. And uh, yeah, the the Game Boy just kind of kept dying, and I was like, yeah, All I, right, I really need well, to buy a new one. Annoying. Record, yeah. uh, so I just like emulated it instead. But you had the physical copy there, so I mean, I think technically, if you own own it, it's legal, all good. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so good for you. And so yeah, Seiji, was this your first time playing FF six? Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah, of absolutely. course it was. Um, and it was number number forty eight on our BB one hundred list. Um, what position was FF seven in? Oh, shut up, Rob. <laughs> and it was number uh, number seven in left's list and number eighty one in Rob's list. And yeah, you know, I put that much higher if we didn't have to fucking cheat the system. <laughs> it came on top of Heroes of the Storm and uh, before Undertale. Yeah. Oh, what's uh, real quick? This is a fun little thing to start everybody off. Name your three, it doesn't have to be in order, but name your, your three favorite Final Fantasies. You, you can excuse yourself, Seiji, of course, but uh, if you can, just I'm just curious what people are like. Knee jerk, like no, no time to think about it. More than what I'm giving you now is just your three favorite Final Fantasies. Go, Oswald. Uh, Thirteen, four, and six. Thirteen. Wow. We'll come back to that. Uh, <laughs> Shelby. Four, ten, fifteen. Not wow. Nice. Uh, left. Uh, six tactics and geez, uh, seven. Uh, seven, ten, twelve. But that's no, actually probably four instead of twelve. That's a tough one, actually. But it's, it was needed in my head. You know what? It's to my head, so we'll say 12. I would probably change that, though. That's that's interesting. No, what am I saying? No. Wait, what did I say? 7, 10, 12? <laughs> I said 7, 10, 12, right? I think so, yeah. No, I think that that's dumb. 7, 8, 10. That's my I can fa- give you my three. full ranking of Final Fantasies. Okay. 6 and 7. There you go. <laughs> 
stole the tweet's plate. In so, that order, right? Well, we'll see at the end of this episode. <laughs> no, not until we do an, until we do an official FF7 episode. Uh, Oswald, 13, really? I'm not sure if that's my most favorite, but it's in. It's in there. Like, that's, that's all I was really just trying to get a feeling of people. Uh, I love 13, but people often take a big dump on 13. They also, after they're done shitting on 13, they wipe their ass with FF8. It's <laughs> definitely one of my favorite Final Fantasies. So, oh boy. I, I am I am with that's that's really cool. Uh, I I just it's nice to hear because I I like thir- I've like every Final Fantasy I've played I've enjoyed. So I don't have like I don't hate any of them. But like thirteen, I I quite enjoyed thirteen. But people just love it. They love to hate it so much. Crystal Chronicles is easy to hate. I hated it. You what? People love Crystal Chronicles. Uh, I hated it. Absolutely hated it. I love Crystal Chronicles, but it's not a mainline one. So like I don't no, have any not. problems with it. Now there's uh, Tactics, which Tactics is amazing, though. Tactics is an incredible game. I didn't like... The Tactics Advance was... In, I didn't like it as much as that one. Uh, I like Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon for PS1. <laughs> so I don't like roguelikes, but I like that. And there's also a Chocobo's kart racing game that had the first appearance, the North American appearance, I believe, of Squall. He's one of the kart racers. Such a fantastic <laughs> game. Uh, I don't have that one. That's one I should look into getting. Uh, and what was the other weird ones that popped out of there? 15 that's cool that it made Shelby's list. I just like I like uh thinking of it as like 4 is like one of the the more like uh the first ones I guess that that came out that I really liked and then 10 is kind of like a mid mm. you know and then 15 is more recent so there's It's pretty good good different, divider. Different different things there. I love 15. Uh it would make it make my high on my list somewhere I think. I really enjoyed that game. It was it had, I want to play the Royal Edition sometime because I think it improved the game but I haven't Still haven't got around to it. Someday. Oh, I've added so many things to that game. Yeah, I really should get around to playing it someday. I'll, I'll probably give it another year for it to wear off and then then get the Royal Edition and play through that. That's cool. All right, well, that was fun. Um, so let's talk about the basic plot of the game. Uh, how about you, Left? Would you like to tell us the plot, the rough plot? Uh, minor spoilers are okay. I don't know if I can. I'll talk forever about it. So I'll give you four minutes. <sighs> <laughs> um, just a summary you can do it well I like I like how Seiji kind of sums up a little bit it's very much so like the story of Star Wars there's the rebels and then there's the empire mm-hmm. and you are the rebels and you're trying to stop the empire um, obviously the empire is bad and they're up to no good of um, one other thing is that there are uh, magical creatures called espers which are godlike creatures and a big part of the story is the empire that attempts to harness the power of the espers um, at the cost of killing them so that uh, they can you know achieve power and uh, then you're part of a team of people trying to stop them oh yeah is that, is that okay without yeah. going into much and then and then there's a complete 180 at one point yeah well <laughs> yeah I guess since are you gonna keep playing it Shelby yeah, I'm gonna play it today. Actually, <laughs> awesome. Okay, so we will then we'll avoid any major spoilers, but that's be hard. I know a lot of stuff because I played Record Keeper, so there's some. Oh, okay. You know the big event then. That I already. I. Uh, I, don't I don't think she does. Really no. I was no, talking really? to her yesterday, and I kind of got the impression she does not know. It's kind of a major part to talk about, though. That's gonna be. Tough I know. To get it's around. Gonna be very tough to talk about. Hmm, I could I'm think scared. of coded language. I don't know it. What's that? I'm scared. I don't know what it is. You, you need definitely. It? Know. I, play, I played through the whole game, but you know, there's it, a lot you're... of big stuff that you happened. Can, you guys can spoil it. It's okay. I'm, it, I'm okay with it. It's well, we'll try not to do specifics, but there. But I mean, yeah, there is a major one that should be 
spoken about because it's kind of a big selling point of the game. Yeah, agreed. Uh, right. We have Shelby's consent. Uh, so you're fighting against this what Gestalt and uh, Kefka. Uh, they're like the, the prime antagonists of the game, and they're just trying to get power through manipulating the espers and, and breaking into the esper world. Does that sound and, right to you? Yeah, and then ultimately um, they they take these statues that yeah. are just like pure magical energy. Right, and then so Kefka does a good old backstab on Gestalt, steals all the power for himself. What's that? I said, didn't see that coming. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, okay. I, I, no, it's, it's a pretty oh, obvious. So I know. Then, like, so yeah, so so Kefka, of course, is the main bad guy. But what happens is, and this is rare for fiction, let alone you know games. But it's a rare thing. It, it does happen. It's not unique to F six, but again, a rare thing, and, and definitely unique to Final Fantasy is that about halfway through the game, Kefka wins. He gets the power, fucks the entire planet up to the point that it's now because it's called the World of Balance for the first half of the game, and the World of Ruin for the second. Because he basically ruins the world, everything's dying and decaying, mm. and uh, your your party is like completely split up, and you and you you don't you don't even necessarily finish the game with your whole party if if you don't do the effort of recruiting everybody, except for the main people, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so Kefka wins, you know, at least at least initially. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of cool seeing that world change that because it's pretty significant change. It's very desolate and dark, um, just huge bummer but i always thought that was a really cool twist that that they had going on in this game and, and a big i think a big selling point of, of the game in general big time um, it, it, and even knowing that like yeah of course it's shocking to to experience it the first time i suppose but like knowing that going in even i, I don't think it takes too much away from it because it you can't really prepare yourself for how different everything feels after after it happens and yeah it's pretty yeah. pretty awesome um, it's it's especially like interesting how because in, in a lot of final fantasy games too how it works is you know you're traveling then eventually usually you unlock an airship um yes. i think that's pretty much their staple and, and it's no different in, in six where oh i got the airship and then you're like yeah i can do things faster and then all of a sudden it's like okay your airship is gone all of your party members are gone you're starting from scratch all over again but it's a very different feel when you kind of start over in the world of ruin yeah um, and then you know you do you do get a, a, your second airship pretty quickly um but uh, you, you still need to kind of start over again which is uh kind of a challenge in itself but it really kind of sets the game up for stage two kind of thing or act two and it, it gets more complicated too and it kind of affects the ending because you because again this this final fantasy i think boasts the most or one of the most uh biggest uh plot or biggest uh collection of characters of playable characters oh, there's, four, yeah. there's 14 uh and you can miss them permanently right Less yeah you, yeah oh yeah there's, yeah. there's a few hidden ones, and there's a few other, and well, like at least one you can unlock earlier because Mog is the the Moogle character. Yep. You can, you get him in um, the World of Ruin, I think, pretty standard. But there is a way to get him before the World of Ruin as well. Yeah, and there's also other characters that you could potentially miss, and then you have to regain some of them. And yeah, and and then of course you can go into this last battle with a lot less. And um, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a neat gimmick with the last battle too, with all the characters. Uh, but it's been so long since I played it. But I think you just create like a line, right? Like you just have like a lineup of all your characters, yeah. and then as the characters die in battle, they're they dead. get swapped out. Yeah, and I think they stay dead. I think they but do. It, it's been years yeah. since I finished the game, but that's pretty fucking dark and kind of insane. I went I went in with a lot of stress. I remember, and I played for. Oh, I, I didn't say what I played this on originally. I, I played this on PlayStation One. I played as part of Final Fantasy anthologies because uh, back when I started getting into games and when I had money because I was working my own part time job, 
uh, I was I had a PlayStation, so I experienced a lot of these games through PlayStations and ROMs back then. And I remember playing this on PlayStation with its shitty load times, and but sweet ass FMV scenes that they had because FMVs were the rage when I was a kid. If the game had an FMV, man, that was like a selling point to me. This is so fucking cool. These look amazing because they looked way better than anything you could do in-game at that time. So, well, yeah. one one thing I was actually telling Shelby yesterday was that FMVs sort of ruined Kefka in the world of balance because <laughs> so you, you, when you see Kefka on a spray, like he, he looks like he he's very colorful. He's wearing all greens and yellows, and like he's he's really colorful looking character. And then when you see him in an, in an FMV, he looks like a dumb fucking clown. Um, <laughs> he's a dumb fucking clown. But but you don't. He doesn't look that way he's on his dancing. sprite. Um, and then when they, whenever you see him in the FMV, you're like, oh man, he's a he's not even a scary looking clown like Pennywise. He's like just a <laughs> dumb looking clown. Kefka doing the Pennywiser dance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can see uh, it. The, the yeah, me too. Uh, the other other significant thing about this game, and we're not significant. The whole game's significant, but one breakout I think scene just in terms of plot is the opera scene, which uh, <laughs> I believe has its own FMV. What? What's so funny? It's okay. No, I don't think it's a breakout. It's amazing. No, people love it. it. I love it too. No, it got it got its own no. FMV video and everything. Oh, did it really? I yeah, never and, played and the and PlayStation a lot of, version. So a lot of people when they talk about the game, they talk about that scene. It's, really? And, yeah. Well, awesome. I was re I was rewatching. This is I recommend this to everyone. By the way, Game Trailers, rest in peace. Love that site. They they did. They used to do this thing, and I, I'm pretty sure Easy Allies has continued the tradition, but they did something called retrospectives. The very first retrospective I ever saw they did was Final Fantasy, the whole series. They went through all the games at that time. And I had this huge, like, 10 to 20 minute video on each game. Loved it. And I rewatched actually the FS6 one today. Uh, and even then, they brought up the, the opera scene, too. People love the opera scene, man. It, it was pretty different for its time. It's great. I love it, too. It just, it, it's not super significant. I think in it the kind story of. Oh, well, no. But game. I mean, for the, for the game's legacy and for no, out, out of the yeah, game. I agree with that. I agree with no that. No one cares. In the game, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's take it to the game. Let's talk about the game play. <laughs> Right, Shelby. Yeah. She's laughing. She loves it. Good, good she loves that it. that great segue. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot a lot of talk about this game. It's it's an it's your your standard JRPG, but but there's a lot of sections I was thinking we could talk about. And we have like the overworld, the battle, uh, your your teams, the gear, magic, Esper system. Um. Yeah. So overall, uh, I've talked a lot. Uh, what someone want to describe? Uh, how they feel about like the overall map and exploration. I know Seiji had some interesting. Yeah, Seiji, didn't you get lost or something? I don't think I'm a, I'm the most uh, appropriate person to talk about a lot of the systems in this game because um, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know them too much. This bodes well I, for I, damage. I, 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 All right, I well, did put well, <laughs> ten hours into the game. But from That's what you guys good. are saying, apparently, like all the exciting stuff happened. At a point <laughs> in which I have that I haven't reached either, both story-wise and apparently like gameplay-wise. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, how, far, how far did you get, Seiji? You know, um, Terra turns into the Esper, then she flies okay. away. Then you go yep. to look for her. I found her, okay. and she was with this mm -hmm. other Esper that appeared magically there. Rabbi, okay. I think was his name. Yeah, and yeah. then he said something about, you know, more, gives you more backstory about what the espers do. They turn into capsules, mm -hmm. like in Dragon Ball, but in reverse. <laughs> and then, 
<laughs> you pick the pack, you, you pick up the capsules, and then I went to some other place, and then I stopped. I don't remember. I started exploring. Did you go to Vector? Huh? Vector? Is that where you went? It's where I got to. I don't remember. It's like the the fac the factory where they drain oh, the good music there. Yeah, I, I don't remember really well because uh, after that I got a little bit lost, so then I just sort of stopped. I was uh, like, okay, so this is good enough because it was pretty late last night <laughs> when I got there. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Your standard overall map uh, from the SNES era NES era games, top down exploration. You find points the map that will bring you into a, a, another area. Uh, it also made use of think of mode seven, so if it would spin the world around when you're in your airship mode or on your chocobo, it would kind of shift to a fake third person perspective. Mm-hmm. Not really third person. They basically rotated the map and kind of gave it a look like it was almost like 3D. Pretty cool effect back then, I would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really neat because none of the other Final Fantasies had that. And yeah, so that, that's all that really is to the world. I think it was the. Sorry. I think it was the first one that added a mini-map as well. Oh, really? There you go. That's awesome. Damn, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, and it has a, one of my favorite overworld themes. Oh, it's good. Which I believe is Terra's theme. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. Everything uh, about the music is good in this game. Yes. Uh, we'll come back to music later because I do want to talk more about it for sure. Uh, so the battle, the battle system in this game. Your standard uh, active time-based battle, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep, uh, if you played any of the Final Fantasy IV of this, you kind of have a taste of how this works. Up to four people in your party. Um, and in this game, you can kind of, for most part, with the exceptions of here and there, you can basically have your party be whatever you want. Uh, there are times where you're split ups and stuff, but I think for the bulk of the game, you can still kind of play who you want to play as. Yeah, there's a few moments where you're, you know, oh, you need to have lock for this part and yeah. things like that. But those are a few. Exactly, and you have your attack command, which... Now, I almost never got these. this ever happened to me. There is the desperation system in FF6. Yeah, and limit breaks, quote-unquote, in a way. Right, and if you came from FF7, which... Because FF7 was the first Final Fantasy I really, really played. So when I went back to FF6, I couldn't say I wasn't disappointed. Because FF7 has a very clear... You have a limit gauge that's, that's raising as you take damage or do damage. FF6, though, is kind of like... Well, I should say FF8 is kind of like FF6 in that when you're low health... You have a chance of, of of activating your limit break, but in FF8 even it's still more obvious than when it's going to happen, and you have and it's easier to do. In FF6 it kind of just happens when you're low, and it's an extremely yeah. low chance mm-hmm. because I, I I don't even remember I can't even visualize any. I'm sure I have one or two in my entire playthrough. I played through that game a bunch. Maybe I'm just too badass and I'm never low health, but I almost <laughs> never saw it. What are you talking about exactly? It, so what happens is that when you're at low health, you can be a single trigger where your attack is, and your character does like a super move. Oh, so that's what happened. So, it, but it's, yeah. so there was this one battle, but I, I wasn't sure if it was a scripted event in which... Because I, I uh, like, Locke, he's pretty useless, right? So I was just like hitting fight when, nope. when he went on. And at some point, he did something called the Mirager or something like that. That and sounds right. It, yeah. it dealt like 1,700 damage where all my other car- characters were doing like 200 tops and I was like whoa what happened I thought it was a scripted event I was <laughs> like oh he's supposed to be a hero here I guess um, no, so it's... that's what happened yep. um, yeah that's pretty that's pretty cool yeah but, it doesn't the game doesn't really tell you much about it it just no. and happens then, like, 
like I've played through this game multiple times, and it, it, it typically you see one or two a playthrough. It seems That's like fucking it's fucking insane. Yeah, it's it, they're kind of more of like an Easter egg than a feature. In a way, yeah, uh, but definitely worth noting. Uh, also, I believe when you is it is something you turn on or off or off uh, on or off? But uh, does the battle pause when you open menus, or does it? I, can't, I think it doesn't. Is that? Do no, you remember? It, it, I don't think it, it pauses. No, I think you have to to select that. You can't. No, I, th- I, I, I think I think it does pause, uh, pause when you're selecting when when you actually get to the menu where you, you select set it. like an item. I think it pauses. So I remember getting damaged while I was in the. Are you talking about during a during, battle? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you can you can set that. There's in your configuration. You can have it either wait so that when you're doing right. it, it waits for you, or you can have it. I can't remember what the other setting is, but then it. No matter what you're doing, it won't. Yeah, it won't pause. For I feel you. like I, I it's played like it. Active and wait are the two options, yeah. I believe. Yeah. I definitely play with wait. <laughs> you know, I think the first time I played, I think it was default uh, ac- active, and and I'm pretty sure I played it without it the first time. Uh, maybe I turned it on eventually because I I can't, I can't imagine it how be much harder that way. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, and yeah, so I think I. Oh yeah, the command. So you have your attack, and then you have your character's ability. Now. So previous Final Fantasies, specifically five and three, had my favorite type of system in a Final Fantasy game, which is the job class systems. Um, other Final Fantasies since then have had them. Tactics particularly specializes in it. And basically, a job class system is like you get your red mage, your black mage, your white mage, your blue mage, uh, and then the, these these classes each have different abilities. It's one of my favorite parts of, of Final Fantasy games. And FF four, FF six, seven. Well, seven less so actually. Six, nine have the their classes built into the characters, and and so six is one of those examples where um, the the class ability, like so, each class has its own kind of primary ability, and in this case, uh, like for example, rogues or thieves have steel, and that's built into Locke, just like Zidane has it built into his character in nine. Um, so you see, so your secondary ability is usually your character's class ability. And you have magic and items, and I think that's it. Yeah, but that, that um, doesn't really apply to this game because I didn't see the like classes. I just saw like characters, like each one. Was, no, that's what like, I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. That's what. Yeah, you're my, that's my yeah. point. It, in this game, the the classes are built into your characters, and that and and that seems to skip a Final Fantasy because sometimes they're so, well. Some char- some Final Fantasies, I think um, seven, eight, maybe thirteen, or maybe twelve. Uh, they they you you learn class abilities via the game mechanics entirely. Um, so like seven, you would use materia to kind of create your own class. You use the cover materia with high defense materia, make a paladin character, etc. Um, but yeah, and and in, in this case, this game kind of has it built into the characters. So so if you have like, like a certain class ability, then you might be primed to use that character. Or if you dislike a class ability, uh, but like the character, you wind up having. A class ability you don't particularly care about. Like I love lock, but I didn't really steal. wasn't my favorite. I mean, I used it especially on bosses, but I mostly just liked his character. Um, but yeah, so that's the that's the characters. The like the uh, battle. I'm just talking about the battle still, uh, and then the magic system. So how about uh, Oswald? Since you haven't spoken as much, did you want to mention how the magic system works and how you learn spells and all that all that jazz? You can do my best. Do it up. Uh, so every. Now and then through the game, you get Magicite, which is just like the Esper's Pokeball form. <laughs> um, and each character can equip one of these Magicite. And as you go through battles, you get points that build up towards 
certain spells that correspond to each magic slate. And once you get enough points, you learn that spell forever. It's awesome. That's a great system. Um, yeah. You, you, any, I believe any character can pretty much learn any spell in the game. Yeah. So. Which leads to some crazy customization. <laughs> and a lot of, a lot of like post or pre-post game content, because if you're the type of person who likes to get everything, then you might want to have all your characters learn all the spells. Uh, what, what do you think of that system, uh, Left? Because I know you've played most of the Final Fantasy as well. How do you find that stacks up? Um, I like I liked it a lot, and and so the, there's one other kind of like real small thing um, with the the espers and, and how they work. So and not not all the espers have this, but the good ones at least they also give you a stat boost when you level up when you have that esper. Oh, that's equipped. right. So you can actually so one thing you can do to you know min max your characters, which I have done, which which I don't recommend because it actually <laughs> makes the game too easy. Um, but if you if you always before your character levels up switch to the, an esper that gives him a stat boost that you want, um, oh. and then you level up and yep. then he gets a bonus in that boost or in that stat, sorry, um, and then you you can make really overpowered characters that way. Um, so it that's kind of like a you know an advanced kind of thing. Um, but it, it it's it's a simplicity but complex in the design because you can just be like oh I want this spell then I'm gonna move on, um, and it does come to a point where like hey this you know I've been leveling up this character a lot they have all of the spells what esper do i give them well just give them one of the espers that give a stat boost that you want um so it, it gives you variety and it lets you kind of custom level your characters in a way that other final fantasies don't really let you do because you don't get it much stat control um but this gives you some options on how to do that which i think might be unique to this game in particular the the, the only other system i can think of in final fantasy that remind me of the esper system is the uh, gear system in ff9 so depending on different gear, we'll basically have yeah. your character to learn that um, ability permanently. So it's kind of the same thing as you battle. It, it levels up, and then once it reaches max, you get that ability forever. It's kind of similar. But even then, like the, the customization... Well, I guess I, I guess fun, um, FF7 kind of is very similar to 6 in that respect, too. With yeah, the, you can uh, master material the system. materia. Yeah. yeah, and then anybody can equip those. The only difference is, of course, you have to have that material equipped. FF6, mind you, you just have it forever. Yeah. Which is, which is pretty awesome. FF uh, FF eight had the with their with their junk with the um, what are they called guardians. Uh, when you leveled up with them, their stat your stats would also be dependent on what which ones you had, I believe, or or rather some some of them would have. Oh, I remember now. Like Jumbo Cactor and Tom Berry and stuff would have like um, plus strength when you level up. So if you yeah. put those ones on, you would get a strength bonus every time you level up. And there's a few few of them there that you could that could learn like almost all of them, and you could kind of min max the same way. Uh, but six has like kind of the best traits of all of them, I find, or at least some of them best. I I really think that system is pretty cool. As long as long as you're gonna have the ability for every character to know magic, I think that's yeah. uh, a great way. And and also of course the magic slate also doubles the summon too. Exactly, I was about to say that too. So yeah, and because yeah, because in in seven for example, you need to. Uh, burn one of your your slots for materia to you, you able to summon, and typically it's it's not worth it. I don't think in seven, um, but in six you just have it available. So why not? And there's like a lot of like tricks and manipulations and stuff you can do. There's like a lot of magic in the system. Oh yeah. Uh, and I was I was just looking up some Final Fantasy six secrets and whatnot. And do you remember the vanish and X zone trick? Left? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I'd forgotten all about it. Do you want to explain it? So yeah, it's it, you basically just cast vanish on an enemy and then exome, which is a spell, and then it's just insta death on pretty much any boss in the game as well. So, yeah. um, 
that when I was a kid, there's there's a certain weapon. Um, so at one point before the world of ruin, you're fighting on the floating continent that basically crashes into the planet, which causes the world of ruin. And there's a boss called the Atma or Atma weapon. Oh yeah. Um, and he is a, a pretty pretty challenging boss. And when I was a kid, I literally am just like vanish, exo, move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and this game like. Just back touching the overall again a little bit. Uh, this game has a lot of like secret areas and stuff, uh, and a lot of fun spots. Like there's like the dinosaur island, which is just an island full of dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's I can't find the site right now, but there is a site that someone was still finding secrets and glitches and stuff in this game, like like ten years ago, like ten fifteen years after the game came out. And there was a specific one I was thinking of, but I can't find it unfortunately. But I'm sure if you dig enough, you'll find it. But uh, that's pretty cool. The last the thing I want to talk about was the the relics, which, if you, I mean, uh, let's see, left. Uh, well, I guess Sage and Shelby, did you guys get much experience with the relic system? So the relics are basically gear you can equip, but they have secondary effects, uh, and some of them create some pretty crazy combinations. Well, you, well, Shelby, you you found one that made lock. You said not useless for a little while. Just for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so you had the... the what was the, the item that you found? It's a thief love. Right. It's thief love, and then it changes his uh, steel into uh, capture, which is uh, basically steel and attacking together, mm. um, which was kind of overpowered for a tiny little bit, but then I think I just kind of progressed far enough into the story where all the enemies got uh, a bit tougher again, and then he was back to being useless. So uh, that's an yeah. example, yeah. I mean, I would argue that no character is useless in the game because of how much you can build any character to be amazing. You're, you're but, right yeah. on that, yeah. Useless so far. Um, yeah. But I will, like, for me, the relics were kind of, like, just, like, ex- they're accessory slots. That's exactly what mm-hmm. they are. Like, um, they just don't call them that until, like, later Final Fantasies uh, where you can equip those things. And a lot of those items actually still carry through. And that's, I think, what I like a lot about the Final Fantasy series is a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff from the original games just kind of keeps getting carried through to the to the new ones. So you'll always have some new stuff, but then you'll always see like that nod, like, hey, I remember you. It, it has its classic stuff like ribbons, which are some of the best stat-resistant stat, stat yeah. resistant items in the game. But the thing about the Final Fantasy VI ones, I think, that are different than a lot of the Final Fantasy ones that come after is that they have some relics that really change the way characters play yeah. uh I, I have a my recollection is poor when it comes to names but some of my favorite ones were two weapons and then uh, the one that lets you attack four times Gen- so basically Genji glove and the yes. offering yeah perfect and i used to put that on lock and attack eight times a turn and i'm a big fan of multi-attacks there's also one that lets you just attack twice so i think if you put that with um another one you could attack four times a turn or but you can mix them up right you could use the one that gives you mug and then and then you could attack like Four mug four times in one turn, just crazy combinations like that. And there's like one that gives you like no MP or like one MP cost mm-hmm. for everything, and then you can yeah. increase your spell like uh, your spell damage. You could like really with, with the with the Esther system and 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 really kind of creative relic stuff. You could just create these incredibly OP characters. Yeah, and there's Which, there's one relic that just uh, turns off random battles. Yeah. So I want I wanted to ask you guys and and you know I know you're not quite as far but if you have some that you like too just some of your favorite uh, relic or relic combinations that you might have Oswald and then Seiji. I was a big fan of offering was it the yeah. attack four times yeah so good putting that on Setzer with the fixed dice is the most broken thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fixed dice do? 
Uh, instead of two dice, he rolls three dice. Nice. So you just your odds of getting like four nines are very high. That's awesome. Not very high, but high enough when you're doing it four times. Crazy. Uh, did you have any that you like, Seiji? Um, I don't think I I got a lot of depth out of that system. To me, it was like that the game directed me a little bit to do. So I equipped some of them, uh, but not to the effect of what you guys are saying. Like combat-wise, I enjoy black belt because it'll give me like a free attack once in a while when when my characters were being um, attacked. But my yeah, well, black black belt with the offering is for counterattack, so it's really good combination yeah. too, right? But my favorite one by far. I mean, it has little to do with combat. Was the sprint shoes? <laughs> oh no, yeah, someone someone has to have sprint shoes on. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Because otherwise, <laughs> it's you're so slow. <laughs> and it always one of my <laughs> problems with, with this game is that I I felt the pace like really taxing. So, yeah, sprint shoes for for the win. And <laughs> uh, did you have any, you like Shelly? Um, I so far anyway from what I had, I really yeah. liked the combination of just having a pair of earrings on uh, either. Uh, well, however you say their names, I say Celeste, but I don't know what people call. Her. I always said Celeste, but I don't. I'm sure I'm wrong. Um, I used to say Celeste too, but I think okay. it's Celeste. So I think you're right. Okay. Joe. I have cool. the Japanese um, booklet because I have a box copy of okay. this, and and if you read the kana just by itself, it says Ceres. Oh, there you go. But I don't know if this will be like the official in Japanese. That's how it would be Ceres. Like Celeste. I don't know. Now I have no fucking idea. I know I was saying it wrong. It's one of those things where you read it as a kid and you just, uh, in your head for the rest of your life, that's what it is, even though you're sure it's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's why I yeah. always the Sellies. I'm pretty sure it's not right. Though, like Edgar, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. you can be confident when you talk about Edgar. Well, Sabin or Sabin? Uh, Sabin. I always I say Sabin. Sabin. Oh, boy. <laughs> I say Sabin too, but it's probably supposed to be Sabin. I said Sabin. So well, I I I, I, I read it as Sabin, but um, in the Japanese booklet, he's not oh. even his name. He's he's called um, Mash. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mash. Oh my God. That's yeah. awful. <laughs> what? Well, it's still lock. Uh, I think for uh, in Japanese, I think it's Roku. Uh, Loku. Like which is lock? Uh, yeah. Terra is not Terra. It's just Tina. Right. Tina. Tina Brantford. Tina. Edgar is the same. Uh, Cyan is it's Cayenne. Like cayenne pepper. What? Cayenne yeah. pepper. <laughs> Cyan, I read it as cyan because of uh, the color. MYK, the color. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as, as well. I mean, his character's blue, right? <laughs> Emo- emotionally <laughs> and emotionally, yeah. in blue. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about characters anyway, so this is a great uh, segue. So, like, favorite characters. Uh, Seiji, why don't you start things off? Do you have a favorite Sad character? Sure, he's the best. Oh, oh yeah. really? And then when you, when, like whenever Sam. I had the chance, because at some point you can build your own like squat, right? I just put yep. Edgar and 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 Savin in the same team, and I was I was so happy. Yeah, especially when I when you get uh, that blitz, that new blitz uh, called uh, Fire Dance. That was my favorite move in the game. Well, up to yeah, the point where I am. So yeah, good. Fire Dance, and then like Bio Blaster, and it, yeah, that's it. You just clear the screen. You missed. I think. You missed the chainsaw, though, no, Seiji. Did you get the yeah, chainsaw? Yeah, I got the chainsaw, and it was pretty good. But it's you only attack one enemy. But when you have like like six yeah, enemies on yeah. screen, like it's pretty it's pretty cool to have like fire dance and then yeah. like the the bio blaster. Did you uh, did you ever have him bust out the Friday Thirteenth mask and just one <laughs> hit kill somebody with a chainsaw? Oh, oh yeah, God. I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> so just just another thing that can happen, right? It's just one of those random, random things that can happen yeah. when when with with the chainsaw oh, at least. Okay. Yeah. 
you and I have similar experiences with Sabin when we were young, right, Left? Yeah, yeah. With with the boss, you mean? Yeah. Well, just in, well for me in general, I didn't. So I did not know how to use Sabin's blitz moves at all Same. because I'm pretty sure I was playing on uh, Rom the very first time, and I'm like, no manual. I'm like, what the? F- I don't know how to use what this character sucks. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I did not know how to use his abilities. And le- I left. If you can quickly retell a story you told me last week, because I thought it was really great. Yeah. So whenever. Whenever we, we got this game, my brother and I loved it. We both immediately fell in love with this game. And uh, so what, what ended up happening is we were both playing it and we were both competing for time to play it. And then I got to the fight versus Vargas when you first get Sabin, Sabin, whatever. And uh, so and all you have to do is use a Blitz ability, which is he's basically like a Street Fighter character for anyone who hasn't played. You got to use button combinations to execute, um, you know, basically street fighter attacks and i i didn't understand that that's how he worked um so my brother beat him because my brother had the instruction booklet which shows you how to do these abilities and so i got stuck himself yeah and then he did so basically i was stuck on that boss for about four or five months something like that until my brother finished most of the game and then he's like okay jeffrey now i'll show you how to beat that boss and then it was just like <laughs> he he's he calls me Jeff. Whenever I talk about my brother, he he says it. Um, so it, it comes out when we talk about him. Um, and then yeah, so he showed me how to push three buttons and beat the boss. Left. If I could have offered you a hindsight suggestion, perhaps you could have grabbed an action figure and played while your brother was playing. You could have sat in front of the the screen and acted out with your action figure. <laughs> because it worked Just... for Shelby and her sister, so maybe. It <laughs> You need it has to be a Barbie. Well, you know, since his left is a, a kid, a young kid in the '90s, I'm assuming he would have had like a GI Joe or some stupid uh, Transformers. Ninja Turtle toys. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> what was your favorite character or two left? Uh, it's hard to say. Um, I have I like a lot of them. Um, one of my favorites is Realm. I know probably Shelby and Seiji have not encountered Realm yet, but she, she she's one of my favorites, and and it's mostly because she can be built to be super powerful. Um, and a cool little fun side fact, and I don't know if if Oswald or Rob knows this, but and it's not it's not a fact, I guess, but there's a lot of supposition that Shadow is Realm's father. I have heard that. Yeah, have you? Yeah, so it's just just one of those small. I don't cool like things. Shadow. Shadow is kind of weird. He's so overrated. Everybody's like, "Eh, he's the best." I don't know. He's like, I don't know. His dog's the best. I like this dog. Yeah, interceptor. interceptor. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, did you have any hated characters? Uh, Locke and Setzer oh, were my you. least favorite characters. Oh. Um, Locke because I just thought he was boring, and Setzer because every time I used him, all he would do is lagomorph over and over and over again. So I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck this guy." Uh, Oswald, do you have a favorite character or two and one that you disliked? Um, I think my favorite might have been Celeste. Not from like necessarily a combat point of view, but I thought yeah. she was just one of the most interesting in the story. What was her, her ability was runic. You know what, I never understood yeah. exactly how that worked. R- runic is so, it absorbs magic. Um, so you just use it as a defensive you, thing? Yeah, you use runic, someone casts bolt three, and then she heals. Okay. It's so hard to time. Like, I'd use it, and then she'd stop, and then they'd cast Bolt. It feels so bad. <laughs> Did you have any characters you disliked? Um, not overly. Okay. Yeah, I think I liked pretty much everyone. 
They're all very likable. I guess not Gao. I hated Gao. I just didn't <laughs> like his skill. It was so hard to. The, was he blue me? No, he yeah, was. Uh, yeah, he was he basically kind of right. He had to eat attacks from monsters. He uh, learned him a weird way though. Did he disappear every once in a while or some shit? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, yeah. he goes he, to the Veld and then learns their <laughs> abilities. Dumb fucking. Monster. I can see how good he probably is, but just the effort to get like his rage skills was too much. So I never used them. I'm with you. Shelby, your your liked and least liked characters. I I don't really have a standout favorite right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I like you know we still have lots of characters to discover. So, uh, for now I will say Shadow's dog. <laughs> um, and that's MVP. Just, well, it was just like <laughs> all right. So this dog comes out of nowhere, uses this crazy thing. I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's a little attack, and then it's like a thousand damage. I was like, what the what the fuck? Like what's happening right now? Yeah, I love the dog. He's just like killing everybody. And I had it, like, he used it, I think, four times in one battle. And I was like, all right, this is great. (laughs) So anytime I saw Shadow, I'm like, I'm going to recruit you. And then your dog is going to do all the work. Um, Oh, cut your mama's throat for a nickel. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And yeah, I don't don't really have any, like, favorites, I guess, at this point. Cool. Well, my favorite character was Locke. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe it's because he's one of the first, like, so when I was playing this character, this, I I can understand a different mindset. I was like 14 or 15. Is it because of his painful past? No, I'll get to that. I I wanted, I'm a guy. So back then I wanted to play a guy character as my main character. That doesn't apply to me anymore. Uh, I don't care what the character is as long as they're interesting. But I guess when I was like that age, I wanted to identify with the characters. So I was like, oh, this is the first dude character. I like this guy. Uh, So that was the initial reason. But, you know, once I had other characters, I didn't like, I didn't like, I didn't, I used Edgar, but I did not like Edgar when I first played. I, I've grown to like him. But Locke, I don't know. I guess when I, when I was that age, he, he was like, he had, he, he was kind of like a, like a romantic character. He liked, I don't know. He just seemed like a, kind of that dashing rogue character that I, I guess I liked that when I was younger. So Ed, Edgar's kind of the same though. He's a woman, not woman, dashing character, rogue character. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't like him as much then, but <laughs> this is this is all me years ago. But I think nostalgia has kept Locke as one of my favorites. But but also the the storyline with Rachel, I thought was really really cool and, and depressing. I found uh, her in a house, but I don't know what I'm supposed to do. There was some really nice scenes, and, and there's some really good music that goes along with them yeah, later on in the game. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of bonus stuff. Locke yeah. is a very optional character as well when it comes to the world of Ruin. He's one of the hardest ones to re-recruit, um, and you get a lot of backstory on him when you do it, though. Yeah, I really like this character. And I don't like Steel. I don't particularly like rogue characters in Final Fantasy. I don't particularly, even though Steel, I mean, Steel is useful for getting good stuff from bosses. But in general, I'm not really a fan. But I don't know. I just like this character. Uh, I made him powerful in my game, so I didn't really see him as weak. But other than that, I like Terra a lot. And I just want to give her props for being one of the first female lead characters in all of Final Fantasy. Yeah. Still one of the only ones, really, because I think Lightning is the other one. Um, she Initially, they wanted to make all characters the main character, which I would argue they definitely did not succeed in, because who gives a shit about uh, tomorrow? But, like... <laughs> that kind of feels like it's so far. Like I don't feel like Terra's very standout right now. That'll probably no. change later on. She, 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 I feel like Terra shares the spotlight a lot with Celeste um, in, the, in, in, in the big context of the game. Um, once the World of Ruin happens, though, it's pretty much like everyone except for... There's obvious side characters, and then there's obvious, hey, all these nine are the main guys almost. Okay. Well, with, with, with Terra... Uh, so, so here's the reason why I think Slash, I'm sure she's the main character. So the overworld theme is traditionally linked to the main character. 
which is in this case, it's her. Game starts with her. Uh, she's very integral to the plot with the whole Esper thing. But also, more importantly, after afterwards, after this game, she's become the face of Final Fantasy VI. So oh, in the city, as she represents them, she's in uh, the other spinoff games with, with multiple characters and stuff. So, well, mm-hmm. so whether she was intended initially to be the main character, she's become the main character yeah, in terms of, of the game. So, yeah. so I want to give her the, the props where, where that's due. As far as hated characters go, I hated Gao. And I didn't care for. I didn't like Shadow that much. I didn't like. There's another character that I can't stand. Umaro. I don't. I didn't like. Stupid, oh man, stupid I love Yeti. Get out of here. I hate. I hate monkey characters. Go away. Except, my, what, except for one, uh, one of my favorite team was the auto team: Mog, Umaro, Gogo, <laughs> and Gao. And you just have one turn of telling them what to do, and then they just do everything else on their own. And uh, it's great. I love that team. That's how you do uh, the tower. The the mage tower team just with the auto team Everyone auto with, team yeah auto team with reflect rings so mo- so basically mobile rpgs uh <laughs> 30 years before because <laughs> those games usually play themselves for you so yeah a little yep. bit that's awesome and so that's characters uh and i want to talk about the graphics and music because those are another big part of the game um so the graphics specifically because rpg maker terraria uh, fucking yeah. all there's a lot of those games that basically rip that specific art style, that sprite art style, and I mean, like these 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 sprites were used so much growing up when I would see like fan RPGs and stuff. These mm-hmm. these types of sprites just show up everywhere, and like I mean, Terraria is the biggest instance I can think of where it basically just looks like those sprites, uh, and that's a huge game that's relatively modern, so it has a, a pretty lasting legacy. Uh, and the original character designs are done by Amano, which, of course, up until this game, I think he had done the main characters and creatures for all the Final Fantasies. Um, so they kind of have that distinctive look. And the manual characters in the North American copy are ridiculous. They look like they look like trash. I don't know why they decided to change them from their Japanese oh, because we couldn't handle Japanese art back then, I guess. But um, man, what they did to those characters! Whew. Google them if you haven't seen them. They're they're like derpy looking, weird fucking just awful blah what do you guys think of the graphics <laughs> shelby you're an artist what do you think of the graphics i mean i i like them um yeah? the uh all the sprites in final fantasy record keeper are based off of that style specifically mm-hmm. um so i thought that was pretty cool uh yeah i don't know no complaints here no complaints from shelbo real good did, did you like the the look of the game Seiji? partially uh, I Partially, think, okay. I think let's it has hear it. A really classic look, a really classic feel. I like that. I appreciate it. Is it, it, I can appreciate how large the game feels, and that's I think part the graphics, part the way they handle uh, the camera views and the scrolling and all this uh, the the mode seven stuff that they did. Um, what I don't like particularly is uh but maybe it's this is a a problem that i that might be exclusive to me or that people that have maybe some sort of visual impediment sometimes i struggle with contrast and things are not very readable to me like specifically when when they're using a lot of browns and grays um i don't distinguish where a door is or you know certain where a cave is like i struggle a lot finding you know entry points i don't know if that's the art style or just me or a combination of both i things. think that's just like a side effect of old games in general 
and the color palettes. It's ageist. They were limited. <laughs> How's that ageist, you fuck? Wow. Escalation. The music is great. I really enjoy the music. Uh, that was really, really good. So, yeah, overall... Any any particular favorite theme that you encountered for music? If you, if you can think of one. The theme, I think, was my favorite, for sure. Um, okay. It's ter- ter- also, whenever you go to one of those uh, recovery spring um and one of the combat ones i i don't know if it's the boss one was really exciting uh some of my favorite tracks my favorite final fantasy track forever uh, or my favorite battle track is decisive battle which is the boss battle from this music or this uh, game uh so out of every final fantasy battle this is by far my favorite music i also like terrorist theme a lot the airship theme Locke's theme and forever rachel i think those are all stellar renditions and i hope that sagey picks a couple for for this episode all right i'm gonna rant for a few minutes so i'm okay. so sorry so wait, wait 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 before you is is, is so you rant for a few minutes maybe well i don't know how let, long the rant's going yeah, 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 yes, graphics opinion first absolutely also what do you think of the graphics of the game do you have any tracks that you like uh i love the graphics this is like the right level of sort of pixel art sprites that i just absolutely adore so it was great to play through the whole game. Although there were there was a couple characters that I had issues with, like Sid. I thought he kind of looked like a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I play the game, Shadow, I don't see him as a ninja. I see him as just like a dude with sunglasses and a bandana. <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone else has that problem. Can't unsee it now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with the shadow thing because a lot of times I'm just like, is that like his eye holes on his mask? I'm not sure what I'm looking at here. Yeah. <laughs> As for music, I liked a whole lot of it. The battle theme was great. Uh, airship, as well as Kefka's theme, I really like. Oh, yeah, yeah. memorable. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, Left, what's your rant, buddy? What you, did, what Chub- you did, Chubbo, did Chubbo say her music, her favorite music? Oh, no. Did we the graphics? What do, you, do you like any track, Shelly? Uh, I liked a lot of the music in this game. The only track I didn't like very much at all was like, you know how they have like a goofy theme for when like shenanigans are. Oh happening? yeah, the, yeah. I, didn't, the I didn't like that track. I was like, oh, get out of here! I don't want to listen to you. <laughs> but yeah, I generally don't enjoy those tracks in general. Uh, generally, generally. old timey like saloon sound. All right. So, I love the graphics. Um, yeah. They're just they're they're great. Like I agree with Oswald, where some things feel a little less clear. Um, but a lot of the characters, even though they're similar, all feel very unique just on on how they look. And you know, it, it's weird how sometimes when they're like kind of like you know in a profile view, and then when they're facing you, they look almost totally different. Um, so you kind of need to see them in both ways to get like a full three D of of how they look. Um, which is just kind of strange. Um, but what what I want to rant about is is who my actual favorite character of this game is. Right. And, it's, and it's Kefka. Um, I absolutely love Kefka. He is a great villain because he goes from a sort of 
fumbling buffoon to uh, a god who rules over the land atop a high tower. Um, and in my favorite song from the whole game is the final boss music. Um, it's Dancing Mad is what it's called. And I, I still listen to it quite a bit today because I just, I love it so much. And the final boss fight versus Kafka is probably one of the most epic boss fights in any video game I've ever seen. Um, so there's there's a lot that I really like about Kefka. He's such a good bad guy. He's a bad guy that essentially wins and, and became a god and destroyed the world. And then the whole part of the game is then, you know, undoing the the horrible stuff that he did. And um, I, I, I really, really like that about the game. And, and I just thought he was a cool villain from going from this small clown-like jester of the empire to being the, you know, god of the planet. And it's just, it's amazing. And, and the way his character develops and because you don't, you he's, he's, he's there a lot in the first part of the game in the world of balance. And he's kind of like, he, the blundering guy who's always getting, you know, you know, dang you returners kind of thing. <laughs> um, and then you don't see him at all in the second part of the game. He's just gone because he's too busy doing God stuff in his tower. So when, once you get to the world of ruin, he is just not even mentioned half the time because he's just everyone, everyone in the world is so afraid of him. And you get this feeling that everyone you talk to, if anyone mentions Kefka, everyone's like, Ooh, don't talk about Kefka. He's like Voldemort. Yeah. A little bit. Right. Um, but so it, he, he just the way his character evolves and then whenever you finally encounter him at the end of the game again, or like the very last boss fight, does the way he talks to the returners is that like, yo, you're all basically insects compared to me. And like he goes from being this this clown character to this. I'm so far above everybody that you're nothing to me. And it's really cool just to see that progression. And, and, you know, that's what he wanted to do. And it was, it was, you know, ambition realized for an enemy or the villain. And, and I just really, really love that about this game. And it's probably my favorite aspect of this game. And it's great to defeat him because, Hey, (laughs) you know, not only is this bad guy so amazing, but we're the amazing people that defeated him. Um, so there, there's just so much, so much going for that particular aspect of the game. So um, like I have a, a question because um, I know through bits and pieces, you can, like just from talking to townspeople, you get a bit of a history on like why Kefka is the way he is. Is that something they explain in the story, or is that like because like I remember talking to somebody in vector and they were like oh well kefka was sid's first like magitech experiment or whatever and something clearly snapped there snapped in his mind and that's why he's all messed up um yeah did they ever adjust that in the actual like story or is that just bits and pieces you find and that's pretty that's pretty much as much as i know um there there may be more um but uh that's pretty much it is that it's just like Mm. he probably is an experiment gone wrong went a little crazy and then uh wanted to be the Mm. supreme ruler so from what i read uh when the 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 gestalt empire or whatever was trying to tap into magic and creating the whole magic set magic tech so so the the plot the setting is like a steampunk world uh, and they introduce magic as as this weird like they're trying to magic tech is like a form of technology that uses magic and whatever past their technology. And I guess early on experiments with whatever the esper crap they have. Uh, yeah, he was an early one who got fucked up with, and that's why he went insane. Like he went, I don't know how what he was like before then. I don't know if he was still dressing like a clown before that. I don't think the game ever told that. But I think, bef- but he was. Uh, yeah, he, that's a really good good thing that you called out because he was. Yeah. Uh, 
fucked yeah. up. I, I forgot all about that until I read that today. And until yeah. you reminded me again, I forgot that he was actually like not just a crazy dude. Like he was somebody else mm-hmm. before then. I just don't think they cover too much. I um I like finding stuff like that out like on the side versus it telling it in the main story because that's just like a, a convenient way that you know what if you don't explore then then you just don't know but then if you do explore then you're rewarded for exploring yeah. or talking to all these people or whatever. So. That's a great thing because a lot of times in, in JRPGs talking to NPCs in the villages and shit just gives you nothing. Yeah, and I don't, I don't mean just nothing but sometimes they literally don't say anything of importance <laughs> yeah. and uh it's ones that give you plot information or background information on characters is pretty cool and i think mm-hmm. that's a, a a good reminder of why sometimes it's worth talking <laughs> talking to yeah NPCs. well like anytime i got lost or if i was just like oh crap i forgot where I, I had to go like you just stop in a town you talk to everybody and then they you know say certain things they're like oh, okay now i remember and then you go and and, and do or you set off on, on uh whatever thing you had to accomplish next or whatever but yeah um Awesome. It was also helpful for that. Uh, I guess we should move on the damage. Although I wanted to call out one more thing. Um, the Magitech facility has awesome music. And one of the first OCR remixes I ever heard in like 1999 <laughs> was this, uh, I think it was called Devil's Lab. And it was an OCR remix of the Magitech facility. And it was awesome. So, uh, all yeah. The, all up. the pumps and grind. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard that remix? By oh, chance? yeah. You, you showed it to me. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Yeah, it was, that's a fun, fun remix. I still remember it. Uh, yeah, so damage. Uh, unless any, well, I guess this is time to wrap up. So, so Oswald, you've been quite a lot this episode. So feel free to take as long as you want during the uh, damage section to wrap up your feelings about the game uh, and anything else you want to get off your chest. Uh, uh-huh. Same, same with everybody. So, so damage is a recommendation system. Um, it's just how we feel about the game, like how much we like it, and who, who, or how many people, or on average, what we would recommend it to. So it gets, we do hearts, although we've been toying with the idea of rupee bags. <laughs> so if fans Heresy. want, if they want us to change that to rupee bag fill ups, I mean, I'm, I'm game for trying a new system. But for now, it's hearts, and uh, each, each uh, heart we're responsible for its damage. So one quarter damage means that, or no damage means that we love the game. We would recommend it to most, if not everyone. Uh, you don't have to think the game's perfect, but you know, in your eyes, it's it's near perfect. Uh, one quarter damage means you think the game is great, solid. You'd recommend it to most people. Uh, maybe not everyone, but you know, someone that you knew likes in this case RPG, you would definitely recommend it to them. Uh, half damage means that you you know you, you they thought the game was decent. You'd recommend it to you know half the amount of people you know, I guess, the right person. Uh, Three-quarter damage means that you probably don't really like the game very much and you would not recommend it to most people. And full damage means you hate the game and that you would recommend it to nobody and that you're angry, your time has been wasted playing it. Uh, <laughs> my cat's in the background. Uh, yeah, so uh, so this time the game has five hearts. It's a beast. It's a boss-level game. Uh, Oswald, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. So sum it up, how you feel, all that jazz. Damn it, I said uh, it again. <laughs> I I really like this game. It's super good. Uh, it's It feels like I've been playing through all the Final Fantasies, and it feels like this is where they sort of like hit everything right, in a way, from like one through five. They've just <laughs> improved on everything, and then you get six. And it's it's much harder to find like a fault with the game in my opinion. They, they just improved so much. Yeah, I love the art. I love the music. I think out of all of the stories of the Final Fantasy games, it's the best one that I've played. So it's just so darn good. <laughs> um, 
from like damage wise, I'm not necessarily sure. I'd be teetering between two, but I think I'm going to go with zero damage. Uh, just because even though I'd struggle sometimes to recommend like JRPGs to people, it's this is the one I would recommend. Like If someone doesn't play any JRPGs, I'd tell them, go play Final Fantasy VI. It's the one that like does everything super great. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's awesome, man. Left uh, is glowing right now. Yes. <laughs> Seiji, why don't you go I next? I think I'm ready to go to trial yet. Uh, I'm still in investigation. Okay, Shelby. Mode, so. yeah. <laughs> we'll let Shelby go next then, so far. Oh, do I go next? Yeah, well, Seiji can go after you. Oh, I thought Left would end it off because it left. Yeah, left no, actually, that's better. Okay, I'll go next. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, I so far from what I've what are you fucking laughing about? Who? Oh, I thought I heard somebody laughing in the background. Oh, like, wow, <laughs> the claws are coming today. Uh, hey, people missed that apparently. Yeah, we'll just put that away. I'll, okay, I'll right do that again. Um, sorry. Um, anyway, uh, from what I've played so far, I really, really like it. Um, I think still wins for me right now just because of like the nostalgia and stuff and I've played it multiple times and I still really like uh, enjoy the story in 4. Uh, at this point a lot more I, I enjoy the story a lot more um, but um, you know the, the art style is great. There was one thing that was kind of uh, weird for me is like the discrepancy between uh, their character portraits and what they look like there and then also sometimes they have like <laughs> way more detailed sprites versus like their actual sprites um, so like Locke in his, uh, if you just go like into the, the, the menu or whatever, like not in battle, but then you see, he's got like this weird hat and this bandana or whatever. And then like yeah, art. his actual like yeah. sprite form, he looks kind of weird. And also like, um, <laughs> uh, with Tara, how her design is, she's kind of wearing like little leggings and like almost like a little mini dress thing. And then in her sprite, she's not wearing pants. So, or at least it looks that way. Um, but anyway, just little weird things like that. I just—it's not a bad thing. I just find them kind of kind of funny. Um, but yeah, otherwise, like music's great, graphics is uh, graphics are great. Uh, yeah, uh, I have no no complaints. So I'm just not going to damage that game yet. There you go. Ten tentative tentative damage. Are you ready, Seiji? The thing is that I'm trying to find reasons, you know, good reasons to to um, lower my damage. So I want to hear, you know. No, you go next. Nope, I want to go before left. You go. I don't want to. I don't want to color. Give you excuses. You be true to you. I have a lot of problems with this game. Um, okay, but I need to do some contextualization first because. Okay. I. He's getting all his evidence I ready. I don't. I don't like this type of game, uh, and I I think it has to do a lot with how I grew up playing games. One of the reasons why. And I often think about this really hard is that when I was a kid, I couldn't play this game, mostly because I, I my English wasn't there. When I was a kid, I only understood, you know, loose words. Uh, so very sim simplistic um, dialogue I could understand. I could play Pokemon, for example, no problem. But I I wouldn't appreciate this this type of game. So I, that, that is one. So I have no nostalgia. And, and that, that probably 
informs a lot of my game taste now as an adult. And now I have a very I know what I like and I know and I know what I don't like and I don't like this kind of game because um, I don't understand the aesthetics of it. Um, I don't know what the game's trying to do. Um, it, it goes goes by really 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 slow. It's really hard to play. It's very uncomfortable to play to my taste. And and the reason is because you have to put in a lot of time. And a lot of time I was confused. I didn't know where to go. I had to check for the guide a lot. I'm not familiar with the JRPG language, so that might be a shortcoming in my own uh, knowledge about gaming. So, so that that is where I'm coming from. Now, that that being said, that is the negative part of my critique. That being said, I was pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed what I played. I was making myself play the game, going through it, and uh, the good moments of it were sprinkled here and there. Um, in between all the pain that I was feeling and it's a really well regarded game so I have a really hard time saying bad things about it because I know that it's not the common opinion and it's a classic and I did enjoy some aspects of it so for that reason alone I cannot give it like full damage because um, I do appreciate uh, that it's, it's influence in the industry I, I can appreciate the scale and the um, the amount of work that it goes into it, but it's not my type of game. I wouldn't find myself recommending this one. I like what Oswald said about recommending this game to, like, if someone doesn't play at JRPGs. To me, like, I'm not a fan, but I play some, R some RPGs and I like it. Like, I wouldn't recommend this to, to a lot of people because, for example, I wouldn't recommend this to my wife. And she does play, uh, like, Paper Mario, for example. She loved that game, but she couldn't play this one. It's, like, it's a no-go. Um... And I know a lot of other people that definitely wouldn't recommend this game too. So uh, I don't know. To me, this is a hard game. This is a, a very hardcore game. I don't know. I'm I'm really torn, and it's really painful. But uh, I'll I'll just keep it to half damage. Half damage. Okay. Um, all right. That's this. Those are all really good solid points, and it's good to hear other people's perspectives. But someone, I think a lot of us here play JRPGs, so we don't have um, that entry bearer barrier that you might have had like from from not playing as many of those games uh i love this game i've played it jeez it's one of the first rpgs i must have played after after pokemon and ff7 because pokemon and ff7 were the first true rpgs that i delved into and got into and i'm pretty sure that after i beat seven i emulated six until it was available for me to buy on, on playstation a couple years later um i i definitely love those characters and i can i can think back and remember the days where i'm wandering around trying to figure out where to go, learning about some of the tricks you could do. One I was telling Left about was um, when I got it for PlayStation, I had one of those PlayStation 1 turbo controllers, and there's a part where you get to the returner's hideout, and I believe you can pick, uh, your, you split your team up in three, I think, and there's a, there's a raft and a water, like waterfall area. Mm -hmm. And basically you can, again, my memory is foggy in this, but a certain configuration you can set out with a turbo controller where I think if you hold up, you keep cycling around and around, and basically, you just you set everybody's default move to be what you want it to be. So I had one person's default move is is heal. Uh, I can't maybe it was prayer. I, I really no, it's not prayer. I don't remember. But anyways, so there's a setup you can do that they'll basically auto auto battle, kind of like Left said. And I would leave it on overnight. My PlayStation spinning overnight, and I would get up the next morning and see they got up like thirty levels. Holy and shit! I was, so I remember doing that my second time playing, and I was like, this is the best I can. So like I remember that kind of stuff, and I remember like like exploring and trying to find all the, all the hidden. Uh, I, and for me, like coming from Final Fantasy VII, 
I wanted to see the stuff that came from six that made it to seven. So finding Odin and, and, and a lot of the uh, summons and stuff and some of, and some of the relic abilities and stuff were made into materia in the next game. So I kind of played it backwards, right? So I was looking for what came from six that came well, from my eyes. I was like, Oh, I wonder if from seven, what made it into six. I know of course that's not what it was like, but the way I was playing it, I was, I was just looking for those similarities and the game gives you so many characters that you can, play as the, it's not it's hard not to find a team that you're gonna like of characters that you like so so a lot of times these games will, you'll have parties and you may not have much choice or there may not be a big a pool of characters so if you don't like a lot of those characters well you're stuck hating a lot of the a lot of those characters and and in ff6 you can kind of like make your own party of characters you like and focus on them and you don't have to worry as much uh, about playing with a bunch of crappy characters that you don't care about, you know that and that's bound to happen in most games. Like there are F six characters that I clearly don't like, but I didn't really play with them very much, so it wasn't a big deal. And the the customization of the game, being able to play around with the relic system and the I say it's system, but you know accessory system for if you want to be technical, I guess. Uh, uh, and the espers and and the way you can min max and 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 all the combo spells you can do. And we didn't even touch on half the amount of community secrets that were found by people who just kept playing this game for decades after it came out. Uh, there's so much for this game to offer. There's so much to do. It has a good plot twist. So if you like RPGs, you're, you're likely going to like this game. It's super accessible. I mean, you can get on the SNES Mini. You can, well, I guess that's a port I didn't mention. Uh, you can get on Game Boy Advance. You can get on your phones. There's like, it's hard for me not to recommend this game because it's so easy to try. So like, of course, I would recommend most people try it. Give it a chance. Play it for a while. You may not like it, but chances are if you... If you're, I mean, I, I would I recommend this to someone. I, when I do recommendations, I don't really think of a person who doesn't play any games at all, more like just your casual player. Um, but so, I mean, I would give this no damage for sure. I mean, to me, it's not the best Final Fantasy. I, I like a handful more, but it, it's kind of like it's kind of like Marvel movies. I like pretty much every Marvel movie. There are definitely weaker ones, but I don't think any of them are bad. And it's kind of how I feel about Final Fantasies. So, I mean, this is no Thor Dark World. This is like you know Civil War. It's not my favorite, but it's really high up there. Uh, and so, yeah, no damage for me. Okay. Um, so, like Rob, Rob said that this was like the second or third RPG he played. Um, this was my first ever RPG. So, for me, there's a, definitely a lot of nostalgia. And, and sometimes it's hard to be impartial when you have such nostalgia. And and so one thing I did to prepare for this, so I, I didn't play this game for the episode because I, I played it a year ago. So I didn't either. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty, and I've played it so many times that I'm fine. Um, but one thing I did do is I listened to the OST and, and you know, it's, it's so it resonates so much with me especially the whenever you in the world of ruin when you have the airship that music in particular because you you spend so much time investigating the world of ruin um and you hear that music so so much um so as soon as that came on it's just like a flood of memories come back at you um so so for me there's a lot of power that this game has over me because of that but even even the fact that I, I don't think I'm I'm as impartial as I as I'd like to be for this game because there's so much nostalgia. I still think that even even without that, this game is still so so good. Um, it just takes everything like like Oswald says and just you know it's like hey all these other Final Fantasy games we just this is what those should have been. This is taking all of it, making it what we want, and then they moved on and, and did different things. This is kind of how I look at it. Um, and, and to me, this is an essential game for everybody. 
anybody to play. If, if you if you really like games, and even if you're not super into RPGs, um, I still think this is something that everyone should try. And in the fact that Seiji tried it, and Seiji, quite honestly, got much further in it than I thought he was going to. Because I know Seiji, and I know he's not an RPG kind of guy, especially a JRPG kind of guy. But he made it pretty far, and I am... As, as a friend of his, I'm like very happy that he did this. Yeah, um, and, and, you know, it, it means something to me, to be honest, that he did that. Um, so it's, it's really cool to me that, that Seiji of all people, you know, played this game and, and, and he recognizes that that's not for him, but it's, it's a very, very important game in, in gaming history. And just RPGs nowadays have just skyrocketed in popularity. And I think a lot of that is thanks to Final Fantasy VI. Um, it's just a solid game from start to finish. Uh, amazing music, great cast, amazing villains. Uh, so I obviously will go no damage. There you go. So four and a half hearts out of five. It's like a like a eighty five percent or ninety. I can't math. It's good. <laughs> Pretty it's good. A good score. I feel it's, it's, I feel it's uh, really that's... unfair for me to to ruin the the, no, the damage no. Um, aspect. No, it, it's fine. You, you I didn't play this game, you know, as much as uh, to get to the real good stuff. And and what I was hesitant with my damage is, is mostly because I maybe if I play the you know ten more hours and I'll get to to the really good stuff. Maybe I'll get to a quarter damage, or um, I, I could never get to no damage uh, for sure. But maybe you know, getting a little bit more of the plot and stuff. So I don't know. Just for the listener there, you you again, context is really important. Reading my damage, it's not that I think it's a bad game. It's it's mostly that I don't particularly enjoy this type of game, and also I didn't get to the actual like apparently didn't get to the actual good parts of it. So. Yeah. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to call you out, Sage. You, you don't have to uh, to to disclaimer your your damage. We're all different people. Uh, we all have different opinions, different experiences. Uh, yeah. So we don't all need to align, um, and we probably never all will. If, if that's how you feel, ten hours is a good amount of time to invest into a yeah, game. And if say. you still don't love it, that's fine, man. It's yeah. it's okay. Everybody else here does, so the game's still getting a damn yeah. good showing. So <laughs> you know, I don't have to worry about about that. I don't think. But it's like, should you have to play another ten hours to get to a point where you feel like you're getting to a good part in the game when you've already put you know because, a, a huge chunk of time in it? Because if you have to go, if you think or if you feel like you have to sit through twenty hours of a game to in, like to then start enjoying it, that's kind of like. You know, still a problem. Yeah, your 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 damage your damage makes sense. Your, yeah, your damage is oh, valid. So you are valid, Seiji. You are yeah, extremely Seiji. valid. Yeah, because none of none of us felt like we had to wait to get to the good stuff. Yeah, we just there are high there are high points that we liked a lot, but like I for me it was never a chore getting to the world of ruin. I loved mm. the whole game. Just, there, yeah. are, there are big parts that build up to it that are pay I guess payoffs. But if you still don't like it, I don't think that the, those payoffs would be would resonate as much as you. I don't think it would have changed your damage that much. So. It's just that I think it's you're fine. Just that the, the a lot of the focus of this game is actually discovering the plot of it, right? So I feel like it, the yeah. game is made for you to you know spend the time and get to know all the characters and the places and and getting used to all that stuff. That is why I mentioned the thing about spending more time with it. Because I do agree. I mean, if you know early on if you're going to like something or not. But these type of games, apparently, you need the time to actually like develop that taste for it. I don't know. It might be like an acquired yeah. taste. It Maybe. could be, right? And and yeah. what, you, what you play younger kind of, I think, 
forms your tastes as yeah. you get older and you didn't play a lot of these so this is for you it would probably be an acquired taste like you could throw any rpg at the at the rest of us probably and we're not going to have any entry barrier where it's going to be focusing on the story and characters and music and stuff and if those are weak then we probably won't like the game that much but we don't have to worry about learning battle systems and stuff because we've played so many over the years that you just kind of adapt them quickly yeah, like, and like to me you know, if you make a little a few a few tweaks to just this game and you get to something more like super mario rpg i would enjoy it like a lot lot more then a few more tweaks here and there and you get to pokemon or to paper mario and those are some <laughs> of my, some of my favorite games so there are elements in there that i definitely enjoy it's just the particular you know the way it's presented not my cup i of feel like a lot too much it just feels like too much story and dialogue and stuff is just something you don't seem to enjoy as much in these types of games because like the further you go so so the next step is mario rpg which is a great hybrid because it comes from square enix but it's much lighter on the story than it is on other the game is so short and not nearly as exposition heavy and then you get the pokemon when the story is just basically non-existent it's just a <laughs> loose plot uh but and those games focus more on the mechanics and the mechanics carry them more or, or in the case of mario rpg the charm and 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 the fact that they're mario you know you, you kind of jump in right away I, at least that's my my opinion based on just observation. No, but, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, you could say that, but for example, I'm playing a lot of the Ace Attorney games, which is basically just uh, text, um, and I do enjoy mm-hmm. that because uh, that is the game, right? Uh, but in in this one, I yeah. like if I could advance through it a lot quicker, I would enjoy it more. But it, it's just that it, it's trying to do different things. Like when I'm I'm doing battles, I understand the battles and I enjoy them. But when I'm like exploring, mm-hmm. it feels like almost a completely different game. And then when you have to like, they give you this open world that you need to explore. But at the same time, it's uh, you, they give you a really slow pace. So I I don't know. It feels like the game is trying to accelerate, but then it it hit the brakes really soon. I don't know. It feels like a really bumpy ride to me in terms of of the general feeling of what I'm supposed to do. So I never could get to that point where to get in the flow of, of the game. Like, I feel like a lot of the, the really good games are not the good games, the, the games that I enjoy, they establish a certain flow to them that is really, really smooth. And in this game, particular to me, it feels really bumpy. More of a feel thing. I mean, JRPGs, like the JRPG flow, because I never thought of it that way before, but the flow really is overworld, battle, mm-hmm. dungeon. I mean, battles are mixed in part, but it's really overworld to dungeon with battles in between cutscenes story and then back and it kind of loops yeah, like that without and, a doubt yeah i mean those that's changed modern games now i think kind of blend those those in all kind of together more so but like up until i don't know ps3 or even later like that's kind of the flow of these games uh you could if you're playing a jrpg that's kind of what you expect in the rpg you get to a town you get a bunch of exposition you get to a dungeon you get you explore around you beat a boss you get more exposition and that's just kind of or plot i guess you should say uh so but but you know that's a, it's it's kind of different than a lot of the other games that you've that you've been experienced uh, accustomed to and like something like phoenix Wright is all text so of course you're not you're not all text but you know it's primarily text so it's it's a different way of experiencing the story but whereas in these games you got to get it in pieces as you're playing yeah. but I, I to me they always felt earned like I'm earning that yeah. next block of of mm. story, um, but yeah, I mean that's everybody's uh, perspective is different. Did you want to weigh in on any of this, Oswald? Uh, I guess so. Uh, there was I sort of feel like what you mean with the flow thing, where there were a couple times during the game I just got burnt out. It took me like six months, I think, to beat it overall. <laughs> I just got burnt out of the go talk to a bunch of people, go to a dungeon, go talk to. A bunch of people go to a different dungeon 
and it was probably right around right around 10 hours in where I did get burnt out and took like a month break and then came back to it later on and got back into it crazy this is the first bb postmortem we've had in an episode <laughs> i think so yeah <laughs> so i have an essential bonus barrel question here for seiji so oh, seiji has played a little bit of final fantasy 7 like an hour and a little bit of final fantasy 6 mm-hmm. what one do you like more well i was mentioning the the other day in the chat that i feel that in 7 they fixed some of the stuff that is that it was a problem for me in 6 mostly it felt like seven in the beginning is a little a little bit more linear, so you don't get lost as soon in in seven. That if maybe it, it, it was because I was playing along with you guys and you were maybe giving me hints of where to go, but that's what I remember. Like early on, it was kind of clear what you need to do this and then that and then that. So the story and the exploration and all, and all of the the stuff goes a little bit better together. Se- a little smoother. Seven is linear for the first. Five hours, yeah. give or take. You, like you don't even get to the world map. Yeah, like you, you didn't get close to the world map when Which you're is playing. Good, I feel like for for a game, uh, uh, I I feel it's good to be more linear in the beginning and then open up. Uh, whether it's six, I feel like I looked at the guide like in the first you know twenty minutes. I was like, I don't know where to go. I don't know uh, what 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 am I supposed to do. But where six is much better than seven, and, and this is probably true between all four gen games and fifth gen games, is with the, the pace. Seven is kind of slow, it has those loading screens, a lot of uh, cutscenes that, well, for example, in, in six, the cutscenes are in the same uh, art style, which feels, you don't feel that transition between like a cutscene and the game. Yeah. I have, I have a problem with like loading screens, I feel like they take you out of the experience a lot. And I, I, the controls and how you know responsive, snappy, any the charm that fortune games have resonate really strongly with me. So definitely, I feel like uh, six is a much more comfortable game for me to play, and I got a lot more juice out of it than seven. Um, but again, seven, I only played it for it, the amount of time I've, I played seven. It's all recorded in, in our YouTube channel, and that's it. Uh, so it's it's even less of a fun experience than I had with six. So. Of course, I yeah. Someday, I'm gonna pick seven, and then you'll have to play a, a real. If I don't count, I don't think this is a fair comparison. You need to, you need to yeah. play the game in a sincere way. It's, it's fair either. Uh, <laughs> and we'll come. But we can come back and do a recall. A head day. Because right. <laughs> and then and now and now you know from your experience of playing seven and six at least a little bit when to use a phoenix down. Yes, I use <laughs> I use a lot of phoenix down in this game <laughs> properly. <laughs> On the phantom train. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, Oswald, it was really fun having you. I'm sorry if, if we felt like uh, we didn't give you a chance to, to say as much. Do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, I did want to say I don't mean to scare left too much, but I'm playing through seven right now, mm-hmm. and the start of it is starting stronger for me than, than six did. That's your fine. First, your first time playing seven? Uh, yep. I is know it? nothing about it except the one thing all right it's really funny because it, it might come off like left hate seven and i hate six when in fact we both <laughs> so, love those games so much yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have we feel like we have to defend our favorite uh so it comes off like fuck six man six is trash compared to seven <laughs> but i, I think this great. argument started in my like my second episode of bonus barrel <laughs> it's i think so old so yeah Friendly and it's just, so yeah yeah 
Oh man, that's funny. No, they're both fucking stellar games, and you'd be lucky. You'd be lucky. You'd be lucky to play either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you should play them. I, I, I can't wait to hear your opinion on uh, seven. And a year from now, when we do our seven episode, we'll have to have you come back on. Oswald. How how far are you in seven? Uh, I pretty much just hit the world map. Okay. Oh wow. And a little bit more. Cool. What's your timestamp on that? Do you know? I think my timestamp on world map was about six and a half hours. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Man, leaving Midgar for the first time, like that blew my mind as a kid. Anyways, this is an FM7 episode. Uh, <laughs> I got a lot to say about that. Yeah, so this has been a f- beast episode, man. Well, you know. Two hours, we- more than two hours. What are we doing <laughs> now? Le- Left's return. Uh, hopefully we see more of him because everybody loves Lef. And uh, yeah, what a, what a monster episode. This might be one of our longest episodes ever. Crazy. FF6, though, it deserves. It's a big game for it a does. big episode for a big game. <laughs> All right, well, let's end it here because it's been a lot. Uh, did you you don't do you want to plug anything, Oswald? I don't. You don't really have like a podcast, or do you uh, want? No. All right. Uh, if anyone is listening and wants to come play dodgeball with us, that'd be yeah, cool. You can contact <laughs> me, and, and I'll and I'll help you help you find the right way. Uh, cool. And yeah, so <sighs> cartridgeclub.org. Uh, it's it's still the place to be, and uh, I don't think we yeah we're there. And you're already listening to us, so you know where to find us. So thank you for listening. This is Rob, Lef, and Seiji. Special guest. Peace out. Peace out, dog. Peace out. All that jazz. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, there you did it again. <laughs>